This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. If you want to view family films, Beckinsale will tell you which two. Is it Lion King or Shrek 2? If you can't decide, well, hey, we've got you. Shrek 2. I know, it's not on there, but it rhymed. It rhymed, okay? Leave it alone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But welcome to Biggest I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Christmas party episode. It was a a fun party that we had on the episode. People had a lot of opinions, right? Uh, A lot of opinions. Yeah. There was a big old Twitter thread that I read most of. Uh Uh-huh. That was kind of fun. Joe Belliston said, headed to Joel's party for Buddy, Clark, Kevin, Riggs, and Murtaugh. Sorry, Kent. Yeah, rude. There were some good specific choices that yeah. Joel made. Yeah. Just too many kids. Too many kids. Here. Uh, too many kids, and apparently you put people to work. No, that's because everyone, everyone <laughs> well, kept saying... The conductor's saying, here to organize S- the party. Sam made a comment. No, everyone kept saying, it seems like everyone you, you invite your party, you put to work. Yeah. And I said, no, no, no. Just the celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> you regular folk don't have to do anything. Okay, good. So we could come to your party and not have to work. Well, I don't know if you can, Kent. I'm a celebrity? You have your ri- you have your rival party oh, that I'm apparently yeah. sabotaging? Yes. Uh, Star Wars expert Kyler said, Kent's party definitely sounds more fun, but Joel's is unquestionably safer. Yeah, it is safer. It- I have Krampus at my party. Oh, yeah. People are being still, cursed. Still safer. Yeah. Still safer. And then Honey Mustard said, the amount of giggling that happens in this episode is my favorite. Well, it's, I think the giggling is well, 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 say, I'll say. Inside jokes and bacon cells. Yes, but we had a good time at our parties, and, and we enjoy when you get, when you give us your feedback on, Love it. on the social media channels. We do enjoy that. It is fun. We also want to let you know that next week is our season nine finale. We're going to be taking a break after next week's episode. Series finale? <laughs> Zach! Is that I'm episode sorry, 500, 500 episodes. Ugh. Stop! I don't like that joke! <laughs> we just prepare for that. Next week, we're going to take a break for a few weeks Wait, and what episode kind of are we figure at? out what we're doing oh, again. Stop it! We're getting close. Stop it! <laughs> okay. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We're talking about family films. At long last. We're we're so sorry, everyone, but also you're welcome. I don't know if everyone enjoys the brackets that we do, but this whole year has been dedicated to the of brackets. Yeah, It's the action movie of action movies. It's the comedy of comedy. The drama of of dramas. The thriller of thrillers. And we've got your help. Every suggestion in these brackets this entire year has been your fault. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you're doing. If you haven't been following us on social media, you've been missing out on an opportunity to vote in these because we put it out there. We let people vote. We then whittle it down. Yeah. uh, Which we did. We whittled this down to 32 projected movies. And and this episode is about family films? Family films. What does that mean? Well, that's the weird thing is normally at this point, I would give some sort of history of the genre. Yeah. But family films are kind of all over the place. Some are dramas, some are comedies. Some, some are, are just Disney cartoons. Some are yeah. graphic horror movies. <laughs> right. There is the family. the biggest uh, blend of genres in mm-hmm. these. Yes. Yeah. I'd say but, it, generally speaking, though, if I was to throw out a genre, it's like adventure. There's a lot of adventure family huh. movies. I guess okay. adventure musical. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of musicals in this could work. as well. But that's just it, is these are movies that are going to be accessible for the entire family. Now, what does that mean? Which family are you talking about? I think it depends on your family. Because some people may sit down and watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre together I can't, can't uh, with their yeah. entire family. Yeah, Super they're fun. all over that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we ask that you play along with us. Go to BaconCell.com. Find this episode, the Family Film of Family Films episode, and look for the bracket. You can download it and then share it amongst your coworkers or families or friends and then just argue about which is the family film of family films with your own family. Where's your stress level at, guys? 
Oh, it's extremely high. High. Because okay, but for why? the first time because these are for the just, first time in this bracket, I've seen these movies. These are just charming <laughs> movies. Why would we need to fight about charming movies? Because these are our childhood. These are our childhood. Uh-huh. I was gonna say uh-huh. that. These are movies from our childhood or and movies that make us feel like a child. We got these submissions from you, the listener, mm-hmm. and then these are organized on the bracket in order of box office performance. As counseled by our bacon council, they decided that box office would be the king. We let them out choose, which... and I feel like they chose poorly. I feel <laughs> you, like, were, you were I, voving for box I know, office but before. I feel like I led them to the wrong holy grail. I think this is a mistake. We should have gone by MDB. Uh, but guess what? This is going to hurt no matter what. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, there was the no biggest, good choice. And the reason I'm saying it, it's just going to be so hard because there's a full quadrant that has amazing movies that Joel and I may love, and we're only going to have one winner in that quadrant? Hey, crazy. I, I have... I have darling circled in every quadrant. Okay. It's it's, it's going to be okay, guys. Yeah. No, literally when I, Much when like I posted all these movies, this, it turns out happy in the end. When I posted this bracket out to you guys, I literally lent my retirement from Bacon Cell in episode 501. I hate that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'm going off of 502. I lasted longer than Joel. <laughs> ah! No, I have, I have the edge because I have the earlier years. Nobody listens to those anymore. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Okay, should we just get started? Yes, let's jump into this. We're going to look at the bracket. Once again, you can find it at BaconCell.com. We're going to have two movies pitted against each other. We're going to try to vote for which one. Two out of three or a clean sweep. Which one is the family film of family films? What does that mean, by the way? You know, whether it's the whole family can enjoy it of all ages or whether it's it's non-offensive. I think it's arbitrary based on whatever argument we need to make that time. I love that. Bacon sale. <laughs> Bacon sale. No, I, I have a couple of different scales that I'm working off okay. of. And I, I kind of explained this to you. Literally, he's mic. standing on two scales right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Why is one heavier? So I kind of think on movie night. Right, Joel, you talk about you have pizza movie night with, yep. your, with your family. I think that's great. So I, I think, would this movie work for a movie night? If I picked it, would my kids be mad? If my kids picked it, would I be mad? But this is like if your kids don't have their cell phone or iPad and they and actually watch, watch a movie. Yes. Kids are punks. Yeah, love, are. You, love you, girls. <laughs> and then I, I also, my, my wife kind of threw out there, would these be movies that your kids would watch by themselves? Yeah. Would you watch them without your kids? Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel a little guilty. You know, Joel and I have talked about that before, about feeling guilty watching shows without our As kids. As I was doing the research for this episode, I'd throw on a bunch of movies and I was like, ah, oh, my kids should be watching this with me. But I do think there might be some on this list that you go, you know, I really wouldn't watch it without the kids. Or and, and that maybe okay. that goes in. But there's it. also some that you watch on this list, and you're like, "Whoo! I forgot how much was in this. I, yeah. I don't know if I would watch this with my kids right now." <laughs> All right, let's get started. Let's do it. First up, we have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. An orphan boy enrolls in the school of wizardry, where he learns the truth about himself, his family, and the terrible evil that haunts the magical world. This is directed by Chris Columbus, starring Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grant. Whoever they are in 2001. I bet you've never heard of this movie. Yeah, weird. <laughs> ever. That's the other thing. I don't think explanations are going to be absolutely necessary, but it's just how we do things to yeah. set the stage for with these two movies. It's just in pres- case you don't know. Bacon Sale is a presentational program. <laughs> I'm shocked by sometimes when I tell people, oh yeah, this movie that everyone's seen, they're like, I haven't seen it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well, okay. You already got mad at me tonight for something like that. I wouldn't and say mad, just disappointed. <laughs> disappointed, yeah. And then Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wait, what? I hate yeah. this matchup. Oh, yeah. wait, stop on. it. Sorry, stop tell it. me about yeah, the movie. That's going to happen tell me about the movie. This is the and the matchup. Tim Burton's Willy Wonka. No, it no. is not. That's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Timothy Chalamet's Wonka. No, this is Come not on. that. A poor but hopeful boy seeks one of the five coveted golden tickets that will send him on a tour of Willy Wonka's mysterious chocolate factory. This came out in 1971. You got Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka and then a bunch of other people. Rated G. Yes. I need to be very clear. I like the Tim Burton one, too. I know you do. I think you you prefer it, right? I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give some pros for Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you are. We're in America. It's an introduction to many good movie nights. This is just the beginning of a series that kids have probably read the book, whether in school or just for fun. All but one good movie night, yes. 
Which one is the worst? That blood prince. Oh yeah, it's not good. Not good. Yeah, it's actually, not, it's not actually a four. Good book either. Uh, movie four, also not very good. Oh yeah, no, watch it again. Watch again. It's too rushed. Mm. Well, anyway, they had to condense. Let's guys let's, let's focus <laughs> okay. on this. Okay, but I think. But they're shaggy hair though. But to be like, hey kids, we're gonna have eight movie nights based on this. Like that's pretty cool, that's right? Fun. It's a fun little journey. That's that a you commitment can go on. though. Yeah. But um, you, well, you don't need to because okay. this is the first one. Mm-hmm. And I do think of the series, this is the only one that you could like just watch this one. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. necessarily need additional context because you're getting introduced to the world just like, you know, just like Harry is. Yeah. Except it's, for Voldemort gets away. But he still defeats the villain. So you do have some two hours and 32 True. minutes. So it's a long movie. Oh, this is a long movie. Longer than I remembered. It introduced the many Americans to the happy Christmas term. Oh, yeah. Which I still say to this day. And the Philosopher's Stone. And then uh, Willy Wonka is an hour and 40 minutes. I will dispute that. I think it's less than that because we all fast forward through the song that Charlie's mom sings. Oh, so it's less than that. You're right. Oh, poor Charlie's mom. Because literally, I think every single kid is like... Are you well, we all of the words because it haunts our dreams. Now, I want to ask you guys questions because each of these movies, maybe not each, but many of these movies have scary parts. And these two movies in specific have kind of thrilling parts. I was traumatized by Augustus Gloop almost drowning. Oh, traumatized. That's, that's the part. That's, that's the part, the part that got me. Music. Not the scary nope. chicken head tunnel. It was it was Augustus Gloop almost drowning. To, to put a kid in mortal danger in front of me, I was like, wait, Does, we're in the candy room. Is that good to have in a family movie? I think just teaching, just the right amount of thrills. No, honestly, look at all these family films. Mm-hmm. Almost every single one of them introduces a concept of fear. Yeah. There was something in there. It gets a little tamer as they get older, but there's some reason to scare kids in almost every single one of them. I think it holds children's attention. It does. And it teaches them how to deal with that kind of stress. Well. So there's a phenomenon versus a movie we all watched in school that honestly is just merch. It's a merchandising movie. They created Wonka chocolate based Excuse on... Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Nerds. Nerds Why are, are Wonka Why are you downplaying products? Willy no, Wonka so no, much? No, but that's the history of it. Gene Wilder, though. Gene no, Wilder. He's freaking amazing. There's nothing as good as Gene Wilder. He is so nice and, and scary at the same time. Yeah. But did we get his humor as kids? Did we understand really what he was doing in the Surprisingly, role? I found this movie more funny as I grew up as an adult. Of course you did. That part when the woman negotiates her husband's life for a box of how, how are they going to get me to think about it I crack up every single time i think that there is a for lack of a better term there is a magic to harry potter and the sorcerer's stone specifically that cannot be denied i think of even compared to the rest of the series which i know that's not what we're going for here this is the childlike wonder of the franchise it is. yeah I, I love that this was directed by christopher columbus he brought chris that, columbus Sorry, Chris but, Columbus. But, but he brought that magical touch to it, right? He, he did. He he um, he makes he really whimsical light movies. Whimsical, and, and it gets and darker. The book is. And it's it's better for it darker down the line. But this early one, but, but, so but, fun. But 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 I'm going to bring this a button here. Family friendly. Uh, Put it yes, back. because Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I love it. I, I love. Let's just blanket statement. I love all these movies. I think they're good. But yeah. oh. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is one where I know that's a, a bridge some people have to cross is that element of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Some may be put off by the occult nature of it. Sure. And so the family, we're not going with the best film of films. Remember, we're going for the family film of family films. I think Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone might be a harder pill to swallow for some pe- some families. Then kids than going Wong- on a tour and Willy potentially Wong- the dying. Chocolate factory. I'm the, just saying. The, Are you going for nostalgia though? The death is implied. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> We have to go fast on these. We have so many yeah. to get through. But the death in Harry Potter is apparent. It actually happens. You it have does. to see it. Two yeah. parents, actually. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, literally at the end. I think I actually I'm really shocked. shocked death. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> having just watched Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone with my son, who's just finished the books, uh-huh. or finished sure. a couple of the books. Sure. He's nine years old. 
And that part when Professor Quirrell and he puts his hands on his face and he starts disintegrating, that was, that was a little much. Sure. sure. A little much. I think you have a wider appeal with Willy Wonka. I think the movie uh, is 71. Yes, 71. It came out in 71. It still holds up great. I've watched this recently with my family. It's a little 40 years apart. It's wow. colorful for the very young kids, though they probably, I mean, again, they, they sporadically enjoy anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, 30 I years apart. think that there's a stronger argument for Willy Wonka. I think I'm going to vote Willy Joel, Wonka. Joel, do you agree? I think you agree. I'm having a hard time because I like these both, but I'm just, I, I brought that point because that was one of the things I thought of. Like, I know some people are like, I don't really care for Harry Potter. I don't really care for. Yeah, no, I get it. But a kid's going into a candy factory that's appealing to everyone. And I'm thinking for kids and adults, mm-hmm. Willy Wonka has that humor the adults will get more. And I agree. Then Harry Potter is primarily for kids. If a parent has not read the books, there's going to be an issue there. It's for millennial parents. Can I give the pity vote then to Harry Please. Potter? Yeah, I would like to give the pity vote because I think they are necessary movies, whereas I don't think it's necessary that kids watch Willy Wonka. Mm, I think they'll enjoy I, it more. I think Willy Wonka should be a part of most children's it childhood. It should be, but people will watch Harry Potter. But I think Harry Potter is... Man, has there been a better book adaptation of a... Or film adaptation of a book series? Yep, Willy Wonka. <laughs> no, <laughs> series. The author would disagree. Series. <laughs> With that, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory... Slays a giant with Harry Potter. Let's oh, let's move quicker. Slays a okay, troll. Moving on. Moving on. I've got a perfect puzzle for you. Moving on, we have Jumanji. When two kids find and play a magical board game, they release a man trapped in it for decades and a host of dangers that can only be stopped by finishing the game. It was released in 1995, starring Robin Williams and Kirsten Dunst and Bonnie Hunt. And I want to say this is directed by Joe Johnson, who directed yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and the Rocketeer yeah. and Captain America. Right. Which seems what? like a weird movie. Yeah. 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 The first Captain America. But he's like a low budget Chris Columbus. Yeah. A little bit. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot of good movies in there. And then we have Paddington 2. Paddington, now happily settled with the Brown family and a popular member of the local community, picks up a series of odd jobs to buy the perfect present for his Aunt Lucy's 100th birthday, only for the gift to be stolen. What? Oh. Uh, ben Winshaw is the voice of Paddington. Yeah, Winshaw? Then you have Winshaw. Winshaw. And then you have Hugh Bonneville, Sally Hawkins, Brendan Gleeson, a lot, a lot of people here. Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant. Peter Capaldi. And this came oh, out in yeah. 2017. So Jumanji versus Paddington 2. These are, these are, it's weird. These both feel like kind of newcomers to the game when they're not. Jumanji's Jumanji's been around forever. 95. 95. Been around for a long time. Uh, still holds up with uh, the, the CGI and stuff too. Pretty oh, well. Jumanji? Except for the, Monkey the monkeys. The monkeys is so, a weird one. Death rattle facts for Jumanji. Oh, um, <laughs> wow. I think it's really? a little too intense for kids. And I loved it as a kid, but it also came out when I was 14 so I could handle it. I think it's a little scary. It's a lot of Robin Williams it's only yelling. P- it's rated PG for menacing fantasy action and some mild language. But I think it's a good family movie because it's about kids dealing with consequences and also kind of the fear of adults or authority. When when Peter turns into a, a, a wolf or whatever, yeah. a monkey. What does he turn or into? Or even getting stuck in a game and then they're, the kid's dad being the representation of the hunter as well. There's a lot to this movie yeah. that I don't know if people are really going to grasp, when, but it's going up against Paddington too. Well, what, what about the Lilith Crane? Uh, telling, oh, yeah. telling the mm-hmm. kids that her parents are dead. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's just such good family stuff. So uh, that's my vote is Paddington 2. Your vote is Paddington 2. I'm going to vote for Jumanji. Oh. Why? I'm voting for Jumanji <laughs> because when I think of films that have made a huge impression, I feel like we're still trying to convince people to, 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 of how good Paddington 2 is because people haven't seen it. I think we're just bearing our testimony of it because it's that and true. And I think Paddington well, 1. I think it's not fair because this the, like Jumanji was a summer blockbuster. Right. And Paddington 2 was not. A sleeper hit. Also, point point of order. Go I on. may like Paddington 1 more than Paddington 2. Oh. 
That's not a, you're that's, comparing. This, you're comparing it's the Godfather, Godfather two situation here, Kent. <laughs> you can go either way, and I'm fine. But I'm just saying, I think I like Paddington one more than Paddington two, and I just barely watched Paddington two today. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, but Jumanji has embedded itself in my childhood mind. And my kids have watched it as well, and they have talked about it. The other day, we were walking past one of those kiosks in the mall, and there was a Jumanji mm-hmm. game, and they were like, oh, is that going to be like the kind of like thing? I'm like, yeah, it's exactly like the movie. Yeah. But Zach, break this. Um, you like, I'm, I'm shocked by the Paddington comment, but I'll tell you, I'll do you one better. I think I might like Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle better than Jumanji. <gasps> Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is highly entertaining. I love it. I just don't think it's as a classic. I thought you were going to say the, you like Zathura more. Yes. yes. Which but I do like Zathura. Stay on task. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, so I'm voting for Jumanji. He's pa- voting for Pat- Paddington. Paddington. Paddington 2 moves on. All right. Oh, just like that? Oh, no question. <laughs> just it, like that? It's Paddington too. I can hear the drums. ILM developed two new software programs, specifically for Jumanji. Groundbreaking. One is Paddington 2. All right, Paddington 2 moves on. I'm sorry. I'm finding this a very stressful working environment. Aunt Lucy said... Aunt Lucy. I've had it up to here with Aunt Lucy. Now we have Home Alone. An eight-year-old troublemaker mistakenly left home alone. Hey, that's the title that's of the title movie. Of the movie. Must defend his home alone against a pair of burglars on Christmas Eve. Was released in 1990, directed by Chris Columbus. Starring, again? Yeah, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern. In 1990? And Chris Columbus again, so that's yeah. Harry Potter and this one so far. Moneymaker. And the land before time. An orphan brontosaurus teams up with other young dinosaurs in order to reunite with their families in a valley. Mm-hmm. And this is directed by Don Bluth, who did uh, everything from your nightmares as a childhood. <laughs> oh, and your heart. Secret of Nim, an American tale, all dogs go to hell. Came out in 1988. By the way, our shortest runtime, 69 minutes. What? Land Before Time is like barely over an hour. And it's because Steven Spielberg kept saying, cut it down. Cut it down. Really? Because he thought Don Bluth was making it too scary. He says, you can have kids crying in the theater. I don't know what I like more. Is it the movie, the song that makes me cry, or the Pizza Hut characters? The the puppets (laughs) that I used to get for reading books. Yeah? Probably the puppets. Okay. Littlefoot. Hot take. Sarah. Hot take from me. Go on. Land Before Time was a movie I should have left in my childhood. Yep. Did you rewatch it? I, How dare you? Watching it as an adult. <laughs> no, but I, it, is, okay. it is the thinnest story but did you've you ever cry? seen. It is, thi- it is. Did you cry? The story is stretched thinner than the skin over those extinct dinosaurs' bones. Oh, did because. You cry, did you cry, though? No. If we hold on. Just watch that clip. That's it. Yes. If it weren't for the adorable voice acting. This, this or is would, it grading? This There's would, some grading voice acting. This movie here. would have been unwatchable. Okay. Because it, it's also interesting animation. They have some good animation here. And there's 13 yeah, sequels. That guy's pretty good. 13 direct to video sequels. Which actually, I, I think, makes the franchise worse. I've seen zero of them. Not a single one. Of oh, the sequels or the. Or, I mean, or, I've seen Land Before Time. I've okay. never saw a sequel. It, it is one that I loved as a kid. And that, but watching it again as an adult, I was like, no, 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 no. And then I, I watch Home Alone every year. I absolutely love it. I'm voting for Home Alone. Looking to the, the, the test that I talked about earlier. I mean, if my kids picked this for movie night, I would be on my phone the entire time. <laughs> no question. I would not watch this movie. Clean sweep. Home Alone moves on. Whoa. This is my house. I have to defend it. Now we have How to Train Your Dragon. A hapless young Viking who aspires to hunt dragons becomes the unlikely friend of a young dragon himself and learns there may be more to the creatures than he assumed. It was released in 2010 and it stars Jay Baruchel and Gerard Butler. And Ferris Bueller's Day Off. A popular high school student admired by his peers decides to take a day off from school, roll credits, and goes to extreme lengths to pull it off to the chagrin of a principal who'll do anything to stop him. Directed by John Hughes who did a bunch of stuff. We should do a whole show about John Hughes. And starring Matthew Broderick, Alan Ruck, uh, Jennifer Grey, and uh, Jeffrey Jones. 
Now, we the, all love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Love it. Okay. Not showing it to, to the kids. PG-13. Okay. Uh, okay, so I don't think my up, kids would like it. But growing up as a kid, I watched we, the TV edit so many times. Uh, when you say kid. Kid. Like, I don't know when this came out. 86. I probably was but watching it. I feel, like, eight, I feel like 14 and up. This is super. Yeah. Maybe even 13 and up. You're no, a teenager. Very enjoyable. Clearly, I didn't even know what swear words were till I was 13 because I watched the normal version and it didn't phase me because I didn't know what they were. I just love the TV edit because it says things like, I feel like total crud Ferris. Can't go anywhere. Like you hear the voice change in this. This has 0. 0.7 swears per minute. And it even has the R-rated swear word. It does. Little, I did, it's a little I heavy. did not know that until I bought the DVD. Yeah. And I was like, what? So it's a great film. We know this. It's so fun to watch. It's just not a family movie. It is a family movie if your family is teenagers and high school kids. But even then, I don't know. Between the two of them. Okay, well, here's the How thing. How to Train Your Dragon is you, absolutely delightful. You two are going to vote for How to Train Your Dragon. 100%. If family movie night, if I pick Ferris Bueller, my kids are going to walk away halfway through. Mm-hmm. If they get that far. I actually did show my kids Ferris Bueller's Day Off on Clear Play on our pizza movie night. They loved it. Really? Yeah. I, I know it's not going to win. Yeah. I'm going to give my pity vote to Ferris Bueller's Day Off just because it's one of my favorite. It's one of my like top five favorite Yeah, you're the, you know, the most PG-13 member of this <laughs> podcast. So Blink, yeah. <laughs> TV edited. And How to Train Your Dragon moves on. If you ever want to get out there to fight dragons, you need to stop all this. But you just pointed to all of me. Yes. <gasps> ah! Now we have E.T., the extraterrestrial. A troubled child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home planet. <laughs> Released in 1982. <laughs> so so are you okay? I just saw what this matchup Directed was. Directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Drew Barrymore and Henry Thomas. And the Princess Bride. A veteran boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. This is directed by Rob Reiner and stars Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, Manny Patinkin, Chris Rendon. An all-time classic E.T. We mentioned this in our top 10 movies of all time list. And the Princess Bride, which is attempted to make an appearance on every single bracket show we've done. Because oh. it's a genre genreless movie it is it, you cannot no it's not a genre less it's genre full like it's every it's genre it, it crosses over into all of them uh, i'll tell you what et is a one i didn't really i wouldn't say grow up with this movie mm-hmm. i didn't see it until i was maybe 15 16 i think it's strangely boring what i never really connected too much with it i think it's got like the height moments of this show okay are, yeah. are great but overall i find this one to be a, a, a kind of a slow dull 80s family movie what i don't oh, it's I so really good. well made though so it might good. be a little boring but it's very well made oh I, man it gets nearly everything right like honestly i every time i watch et i'm emotional and, and, and I, 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 think I think there's it, a sense of discovery and wonder in et i think it might be john williams best score i because it doesn't sound like the rest of them kent well, it's a Jurassic Park called. Oh, yep. Okay, Jurassic Park's the best one. That's there you fine. go. Okay, there you go. Uh, Life finds a way. <laughs> this is this is an impossible choice. We haven't mentioned Princess Bride. It can be a little heavy at times. Like the torture scene, I think is like as a kid, you're like, I still think they. But it's ba- kid friendly it, torture. It, it toes the line mm, where. Hold on. That's a quotable quote. I, I'm just saying it's it's not gory. It's not. It, it's all kind of mental. You're losing years of your life. I but think you it don't toes the line blood. of being funny though. Oh, yes. I've just taken one year of your life away. Mm. How do you feel? That was oh, so scary to me. I, I found it, I found it Not somewhat humorous. Oh, man. I don't think they make movies like Princess Bride anymore. In fact, I don't know if they ever made movies like Princess Bride before it. 
because it is it's one of a kind. It's it's just so original, so good. I, I think about my eight year old stepson. Yeah, uh, I know he would like the sword fighting. I know he would like the the rhyming joke. You know, everybody no, got a peanut. Right. I know. Would he I care for like the romance? I it think is a he love might story. tune out a little bit of the romance. It's a kissing story. They but make he, fun of but, it. But yeah. that what they do, I think, is soon the narrative. As, as soon as they might be like bored with that, mm-hmm. it literally a kid cuts in who's bored with it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's super clever. And that okay. Mm, oh, see, that's the problem too. Is uh, Princess Bride? You have. Uh, Fred Savage Fred being the Savage. kid that the kids yeah. can relate to. Whatever his name was in Wonder Years. E.T., you have Elliot, that kid. Most of the adults are like shot from the waist down, like a Charlie Brown style. Yeah, thing, like, wah, 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 wah. yeah it's like the kids are the stars. And a cute oh, little Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Oh, she was adorable. Joel, what are you going to vote for? I don't know. Zach, you go first. I'm going to vote for Princess Bride. I like E.T. I think it it uh, is classic St- Spielberg magic movie making, but of his work specifically, of these kind of 80s movies, I, I don't go back to it. I will watch Princess Bride right now. Make it easier for you. It's Princess Bride, Joel. Okay. E.T. was a childhood phenomenon, yeah. like for our childhood. But I admit, maybe people don't know him as much anymore. Yeah. Not that that's not that that's like part of the genre, looking at the family film of family films. But I think there are some slower parts. We got it when it was really released on DVD. E. My, my younger brother would watch it, and all of us would kind of roll our eyes going, eh, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm giving the pity vote to E.T. because yeah, I think no, it deserves do. a vote. It's a great film. It's a fantastic film. If you have not seen E.T. the Extraterrestrial, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the Princess Bride moves on. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? Now we have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales becomes the Spider-Man of his universe and must join with five spider-powered individuals from other dimensions to stop a threat for all realities. And the Goonies. A group of misfits discover an ancient map and set out on an adventure to find a legendary pirate's long-lost treasure. Directed by Richard Donner, who created the most Christmas movie of all time, uh, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Which, it's, so, not most which, Christmas, it's not most Christmas all time. It's more Christmas Did he die do the first uh-huh. or the second yeah, right. Superman? He did one and two. Well, well, Richard Lester did halfway through two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same for our Superman show. <gasps> we yeah. should do that. Of course all the Superman should. movies? Yeah. Why haven't we done all Superman, all Batman movies yet? We'll fight. <laughs> That's like, why. Yeah. Superman like uh, Starring Sean Astin, uh, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, so Kehu Kwan. I'm going to go against maybe my Ferris Bueller marks because there's 15 S words in the Goonies. Particularly from one character. Yeah. <laughs> we watched Goonies all the, time all the time as kids. And then we were watching it at a friend's house and his mom walked in and she was like, what is this? And it was yeah. right at the scene where they break the statue uh. and have to glue things back on. And she turned it off. And we were like, oh, I guess that is oh, that's such I mean, a that's uh-huh. such a small issue. It, uh, not a <laughs> family friendly. Not a week goes by that I don't think of shame, shame, I know your name. Uh, it's a bit suggestive. I think Goonies is suggestive, but I think as a kid, you don't really catch on and that's okay. It's not like Ferris Bueller where it is dropping so many swear words. I'm going to say something very weird. I think this is these two movies are oddly well matched because they both have a, sort of a frenetic energy to them. They're both chi- they're both chaotic. Yeah. yeah. To the point where my wife and I tried to watch into the Spider-Verse and she wasn't feeling 100%. Oh, and no. we got about 20 minutes into it and she she asked to turn it off. Like cuz there's she, so much happening. Cuz it's so it's so in your face. But I also feel the same way with Goonies. The dialogue in this is a mess. Like the kids are constantly talking yelling over each other, talking over mm-hmm. each other. It's not it, it's <laughs> it is technically speaking more realistic 
but it is so much harder to follow. There's a reason that they have polished dialogue in movies because yeah. regular conversations can be annoying. But let's talk about Spider-Man so and the Spider-Man, which may be, I believe, my most recent five-star movie okay. in 2018. I think pulling it back, I think Spider-Man is the most successful family hero. Yes. And I think making it animated makes it even more of a family movie. And this this movie, I don't know if you guys remember, this movie came out at a time when we didn't need another Spider-Man sure movie. sure didn't, no. And so it was like, it's just re- been rebooted multiple times. Why do we need this? And then I walked, in, I walked out of the theater going, is that the, was absolutely is, fantastic. Is this the best one? You could make an argument. But it does stand on the shoulders. It does stand on the shoulders of previous Spider-Man well, movies. Well, the whole first 10 minutes is an inside joke. Yeah. yeah. Right? That, that, and uh, how do your daughters feel about Into the Spider-Verse? Uh, I don't think I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I can only speak for mine. And yeah. I'm sure there are young girls around the world that love this movie. But mine don't really care for it. And I wish they did. We haven't watched this movie at my house. Again, I don't know that we're all ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your kids are going to love it. Uh, but <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. But uh, so like I know that my my five year old stepdaughter really likes the like the young kid Spider-Man content that's out there right now. Yeah. So I do think that she she would enjoy this. But you have Spider-Gwen. Right, Spider Gwen's an awesome character. True. So I think this is a this is for extremely everybody. accessible Spider Man. It's the new hotness versus nostalgia here. Sure. I think, but it has that little bit for everybody. You know, we are over here going, oh, I love me some Peter B. Parker. I like Spider Man who's eating pizza and wearing sweatpants. Yeah. And then you've got you know kids like eight year old to to fifteen year old young boys who are like Miles Morales is the coolest. Yeah. You've got you know girls can can you know watch Gwen Stacy. But then you have Goonies, which is like every like uh, just speaking for myself. Okay. But every Every little boy's fantasy of going okay, Joel, on a treasure hunt and finding the you're treasure. You're a dad in 1987, for example. You're watching this on home video with your kids. Do you care as, an, as a parent watching this without having watched it as a kid? Do you care? I don't know. That, that's the problem. I can't separate myself from my childhood. Yeah, would, you like like me answer? would you like me to answer for you? Had you not seen this, this before this challenge? I have never seen this movie <laughs> until four hours ago. Who are you? I hate this movie. It is a piece of garbage. If you didn't watch it as a kid, I, I, you I will hate it. Episode 500 or four? Uh, what's the next episode? <laughs> this, I could not stand this movie. Why? How, how many like times has Zach done this? It is how like, many times has Zach done this? Hey, we're Joel, like, do you like the hey, Beatles? Here's this cherished movie that we love. It is like Zach's being, like, I hate it. It is like being punched in the face by a party of seven-year-olds. It is <laughs> awful. You know what's... You, you like listening to your kids at their birthday parties? That's the Goonies. I do enjoy listening to my kids, Zach. That's, Maybe no, you should is, listen this, to yours. This movie is grating. <laughs> if you aren't a kid going. going on a pirate adventure... Th- then this this has nothing. For I don't you. think there's ever this been. This is not a movie for adults. I don't think there's ever been a, a vote done out of spite on Bacon Cell, but I'm voting for Goonies. <laughs> so am I. Oh! <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen next round. This movie is terrible. It's it so I'm good. sorry to Zach, poop on your childhood. It's your fault. We probably would have voted for Spider Verse, <laughs> but your venom came across and made us Spider Man. We have to balance so out the universe much with our love better. for Goonies against your hate. Oh, Goonies. this was terrible. So you're Never. saying I shouldn't watch it again? No. Also, no. I do. I do you think absolutely should not leave it in your childhood. If you love it, leave it in your childhood. I promise. As no. an adult, it is painful. I've watch. watched it multiple times as an adult with my kids. Still, enjoy Corey it. Feldman is trying so hard to be and cool. Chunk it is laughable. Really annoying. Chunk is the most one of the most annoying characters on screen. <laughs> we got to move on, guys. <laughs> oh my word, Goonies is amazing. Go see it. Impossible to watch. Goonies moves on. Now we have Back to the Future. Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, is actually sent 30 years in the past in a time-traveling DeLorean invented by his close friend, the Maverick Scientist. A disgraced nuclear physicist. The, the, Maverick, the Maverick Scientist. scientist. <laughs> That's what he's known as. Directed by Robert Zemeckis uh, Who in 1985. Who did so many good movies. Yeah, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. So many bad movies, too. True. And Mary Poppins. 
In turn of the century London, and a magical nanny employs music and adventure to help two neglected children become closer to their father. And this is directed by Robert Stevenson. I want to point that out because he also directed Old Yeller, Darby O'Gill, and Little People, The Absent-Minded Professor, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and The Love Bug. Didn't he write Treasure Island? <laughs> That's the Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lewis. Starring Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. What a magical Came movie. out in 1964. I hate this matchup. This is a, this is a terrible matchup, matchup because these two movies, I think, couldn't be more different in what they're trying to accomplish. No, absolutely. One is an edge-of-your-seat thriller comedy and the other is a beautifully funny animated movie a little bit slow yeah and i do think in simpler times the mix of animation the music is great live action it was really great do you foresee kids now enjoying this my kids now enjoy this okay my kids good now enjoy yes. this. good I do that my wife some hope my wife hates mary poppins go really? on hates it because she honestly she hates the blend of animation and live action oh yeah she does she hates robotic that. voices and, and a mix it, of yeah honestly that's <laughs> a pet the, the uncanny valley okay. is wide yeah but having oh man this is not an easy matchup because i just watched back to the future just recently still holds up still amazing five stars love it i find love my, it I, even since i was a kid i i do really like mary poppins i think it's got great music i love the sherman brothers they've written every disney song in the 50s that you, or 60s that you like um winnie the pooh and all that but when they get back from the the chalk painting and she's uh, giving them the medicine and slows down stay awake everything from then on i i, I don't like it we're talking about i agree feeding birds we're talking about banking we're talking okay. like it's it's not fun but i'm gonna refer to a future episode is back to the future a film of films a film of films or a family film of family films because i think it's more of a film of films than it is a family film I think, I think there Fair is argument. some content in there um, that, especially under a modern lens, has come into question. Well, For here's, sure. Here's yeah. Especially because of a certain John Mulaney bit. Yeah, absolutely. When they're making Back to the Future. It actually, they were, the producers and some studios rejected it multiple times. Multiple studios rejected it because they said it was not uh, considered raunchy enough to compete with the successful comedies of the era. Wow. They're saying this is too, Thank this is goodness. too clean. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But then uh, Walt Disney turned it down because they thought Marty fighting off his future mother's advances was too risque for the brand. Yeah, right? there's a little bit of that. There's you know? terrorists in the movie. I th- <laughs> Libyans. Yeah. yeah. The, the Libyans. I think this movie, for me as a young boy, I found Marty to be the coolest thing. So mm-hmm. I loved watching the DeLorean. Anytime it was on screen, I was right. happy. The skateboarding scene after the diner uh, is 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 a lot of fun. And then him playing Johnny Be Good. Yep. Yeah. Like there's so many moments that even though the story might not be the most appropriate thing, <laughs> I think there are so many fun moments to enjoy. And frankly, a lot of that stuff went over our heads. Let's be real. Yep. And I know you've guys mentioned it a lot. This is one of my I watched it on TNT movies. So one of my yep. favorite lines from this entire show is when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so once again, once it came out on DVD, I was shocked at the language. Li- sure. Literally, as I was watching this movie today, because I wasn't really watching it, it was on in the background, and I was quoting it at, without even looking at the screen. I'm sitting there quoting the lines as I'm typing because it is so. Back to the Future is so ingrained in my brain. Of course but it is. But I get it's the there. edit because I'm like, do you think I should swear? Yes. Dang it, George, swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really love Back to the Future, but Kent, you may have won me over the argument because... It's so hard, but Mary Poppins is more boring. It's also two hours and 19 minutes. Is that a family movie? I'm split it on this is. one. Because I think one is obviously a better movie. By I the way, Back to the Future has a Back to the Future is, is one of our tied for highest rated IMDb movies. Yeah. It is it is universally acclaimed. But you might be right, Kent, that in our future Back to the Film of Films, it would be a good contender. 
but I think family film of family films, Mary Poppins will pe- will. I think young kids may get bored. I have no hesitation showing Mary Poppins to any member of my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm going to enjoy Back to the Future ten times more. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I you think, for? and I think, I think the older kids are going to enjoy Back to the Future. Absolutely. Okay, guys, if we cut out Back to the Future in the first round. The first round, guys. But is it is it the, the most quadrant? Is it a family movie though? It's a weird. It's it's depends like, like on princess, your family, <laughs> like the Princess Bride. It's it's kind of genre adjacent more than firmly then kill than it. anything. Kill it, you guys. It's up to you. What did you vote for? I, I'm not going to vote. I, I will vote for Mary Poppins. I got kicked off a of baking sale for my opinions on Goonies. <laughs> did you? I'm done. I can't vote anymore. Zach, oh. <laughs> what do you vote for? Uh, Just kill it. Just do it. I, I can't in good conscience do it. Back to the future. No, that's not what I wanted you I, to I, do. I know. You I want know to make it easy on you. That's so stupid. <laughs> Kent, you made the argument that swayed me. Kent, let me ask you this. Would your two daughters watch Back to the Future and enjoy it? We have, and and they watched it and they liked it. They kind of don't like anything. What are, what but they're a little bit older. They're they 10 are, and they 14. I, I think my youngest kids got a little bored with Back to the Future, to be honest. And while the animation but Mary you're, Poppins you're keep comparing it to a two-hour and 20-minute movie, though. And Mary yet they Poppins. sat through it. They sat through Mary Poppins and they enjoyed it. My wife left, but my kids enjoyed it. I'm sure it. they really loved the part about the mom fighting for the women's right to vote. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm saving the movie for the future. Saving Back to the Future for the future because Mary Poppins is going forward. Woo! I mean, it Hot is... Takes. I have watched it with my family. They enjoy it. I don't think you've done a bad thing. Ken. And that's the other thing. Is I like, feel like I have. You have. It, it, it is. Okay. But at the same time, I feel like it will get justification if it comes up on... The, well, if it comes up on the It film. better. It, it probably... I think we're building that bracket based on previous brackets. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mary Poppins moves on. <laughs> I never saw that coming. This is so painful. It's super califragilistic, expialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. Now we have The Incredibles. While trying to lead a quiet suburban life, a family of undercover superheroes are forced into action to save the world. It was released in 2004, directed by Brad Bird. And starring Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, and Sarah Vowell. And The Iron Giant. A young boy befriends a giant robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent wants to destroy. Directed by Brad Bird. Starring Vin Diesel and Jennifer Aniston. Brad Bird versus Brad Bird. This, yeah. is, this is this is the movie. I miss him. Oh, I actually have a third one. I'm bringing uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and tomorrow. Yeah. Brad Bird and Ratatouille. <laughs> Brad Bird directed both of these. I think it's really weird that they're up against each other. But Iron Giant is what led him to be hired by Pixar yes. to make The Incredibles. Um, by the way, this is only one of two Pixar movies on this bracket, which is crazy. Only two? Only two. What the it's heck, a, listener? I, I'm okay with the two that are here. The weird thing about this, I think... Iron Giant has aged better because of the style of animation. But it what? wasn't really appreciated at the time. No, it wasn't. This no, is, no, this, Iron Giant this was day, a bomb. This is an underappreciated movie. It's flown under the radar for 24 years now or mm-hmm. however long it's been out. But I think because of the hand-drawn animation style mixed so with a cool. little bit of computer animation, it's aging better. When I look at Incredibles now, I love The Incredibles. It came out in 2004, right? It looks like it needs like an HD remaster. So it's like a PS2 game. It needs a PS5 update. Really? Because yeah. I thought the style of animation is like, that's what it's supposed to when look like. When was the last time you watched it? Every day. Every morning I wake <laughs> up and watch that. Incredibles. Like Pixar has subtly made updates over the years to add detail, to add color to and depth okay. to their worlds. So now when you go back and watch Incredibles, it feels flat. Okay, but but hear me out. Like I love the Iron Giant. I love the themes, It's but it's a darker movie compared to a movie about yes. family. It is. I right. actually think it's it is a much more mature. There's movie. more death in Incredibles than there is. There is, in huh? Giant. but it's like fun superhero death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
if I may tell a personal story Go for it. Uh, regarding the family friendliness of it all, Iron Giant was actually banned in my home, my home, like, you know, me as head of household for a while. Oh, okay, go on. Because my young daughter repeated some of the words that are said in Iron Giant because it is PG language. Like, are you allowed to say them now? There's some farmer words out there. Okay, gotcha. And, and other phrases. And she said, she just said one of the things and I, we went, where did you hear that? And she's like, in the movie we watched last night. And I was like, okay, okay. We're, we're pulling the one off the shelf for a while. And I hadn't watched it for a long time. So that my, my claim to my vote here is just saying Iron Giant out of the two was the one that got the family friendly. And Incredibles is squeaky fun. Not that every family needs squeaky fun. No. Meaning as your kids get older, you know, you can handle a Back to the Future. But I think if I picked this for, if, if I picked these movies for family movie night. Everyone's in on Incredibles, mm-hmm. and I think the kids might actually not really care for Iron Giant. Really? I don't think my wife cares not for it until either. they're older and probably in film class. Yeah. <laughs> I, my nine year old son loved uh, Iron Giant. Yeah, it's Cer- great. Certainly more depth, but I'm going to put the vote forward for The Incredibles. Pity vote for Iron Giant, please. Okay. If you want to. The Incredibles moves on. That was totally wicked. Now we are on the other side of the bracket, starting with The Lion King. Lion Prince Simba and his father are targeted by his bitter uncle who wants to ascend the throne himself. It sounded like Transformers. Optimus just Transformers. Released in 1994 and starring Matthew Broderick and Jeremy Irons and uh, James Earl Jones. Versus Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. A down on his luck inventor turns a broken down Grand Prix car into a fancy vehicle for his children and they go off on a magical fantasy adventure. Dick Van Dyke's in that one. And yeah. it came out in 1968. And, and written by Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming of James Bond, Bond fame, don't you know? Although hey, I believe he died before the book he, was he wrote, published. He wrote the published. book. Roald Dahl did the uh, screenplay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I think I believe that Ian Fleming had a heart attack, and he decided to write this children's novel. But I, it was published in three volumes. But I think he passed away before uh, uh, the first one. Was frankly, published. he deserved it. Okay, Chitty so, Chitty Bang Bang seems like one of those movies you watch when there's not a lot of movies and you have baby boomers, older baby boomers as parents. I watched Chitty Chitty Bang Bang a ton as a kid. Chitty I've, bang, I've bang, seen this Chitty movie Chitty so many bang, times. Bang. I know a lot about it. I do champion it, I think mostly ironically. Um, once they go to the land of make-believe, the, this movie's not good. It's not good. <laughs> the, what? I love the, the, the toy box. Uh, oh, that scene? Okay, that scene's on YouTube. Good. Yeah. But then I think we talked about like uh, kids having like a thriller moment. I think the child catcher is one step too far. I think it's child too catcher scary. is very scary. But I, I think it's also from a parent's perspective, for, you know, as the grownups, it's just like it's just out there. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 not okay, enjoyable. Lion King. Go yep. for it. Lion King. Okay, Lion King moves on. What do you want me to do? Dress a drag and do the hula? Wow. Now we have the sound of music. The Hills Are Alive in this film, uh, where a young novice is sent by her convent in 1930s Austria to become a governess to seven children of a widowed naval officer. Released in 1965 and starring Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer. Our longest runtime at 174 minutes. That's going to go against it. Uh, Versus The Karate Kid. A martial arts master agrees to teach karate to a bully teenager. I don't like this matchup. Terrible matchup. Uh, this is directed by uh, John G. Alveson, who did Rocky and Rocky Five, and The Karate Kid 2 and 3 as well. Uh, starring Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue, Billy Zabka, and came out in 1984. Which is also too long at two hours and six minutes. Um, you think so? Yeah. A little couple, For a movie too, like many, this. couple too many montages. Mm-hmm. So The Karate Kid and Sound of Music, I think this is a bad matchup because these uh, mm. one of these movies is good and the other's not, but one of them's more of a family movie. Um, I don't like The Sound of Music all that much. I know you don't. But... I can't I picture my family sitting down and watching Daniel Sen. Do you like, know how many? Well, but it's not to me. It's do you not know how many family. families have sat down and watched the sound of yeah, music? All of them. 
Yes, except for but mine. It, but it's kind of hard, right? Because they're it's important to show kids what bullying is like in the eighties, because bullying is not and what bullying was like in Nazi Germany. Oh, it's like it's like an intro to Nazis. Austria. It really is like an introduction to World War II for kids. So you're yeah. like you probably never experienced any movie like this. No, you could watch the first half of the movie and then it ends with them getting like, married. It and is. I actually know of people who do that. It is a dreary movie, but That's the so music good. is like you hear it like two notes and you're like, I, I will never matchup. forget that song. I hate this match. I did not watch. I did not grow up watching the sound of music. We were too busy watching the karate kid. We watched that all the time. I just watched karate kid again with my kids, with mm-hmm. my whole family. Such a good movie. Daniel, when he gets such a good movie, when he gets beat up at Halloween, uh, he is wearing a uh, San Diego chargers Jersey t-shirt. And I love <laughs> that so much. Pat Morita got an Academy Award yeah. for Best Supporting Actor or nomination. Great. He didn't win, but he is, as uh, Mr. Miyagi, he is fantastic in that role. I do think it's a great. Uh, we do need like an underdog sports movie for kids, and I think that's Karate Kid. I don't mm-hmm. know, how, but kids though, I don't. I think you, the age is is the problem here. I think it's yeah. enjoyable for teens and up. Also, is karate a thing? I mean, I know in the 80s and it 90s, was, we all, it, because all, of karate, kids, yeah, karate. We claim to be in karate class. We never were. At least I did. Sound of Music, as dreary as it is, is the one where you're making it a family tradition to watch the movie. And so that is my vote. I don't like this movie. Of course but not. But it should go on. I think it's the right pick here for the, for the spirit of this bracket. I will vote for The Sound of Music. Pity vote? Don't you pity vote. You know there's a right choice. There is a right choice. You don't actually want to vote for Karate Kid. No, the thing is, I want to give a pity vote to Karate Kid because I want it to, I want it to deserve... I wanted to get some recognition for the amazing film. It still it is. It doesn't and know it's still if enjoyable. you it, it is so good. It knows. It knows. <laughs> it doesn't know. What it knows is but when I think somebody of, here thinks the second one's better. Yeah. When I think of movies that families have sat down and watched together for years, sounding music no, I, gets See, it. I think they watched it together years ago. I don't think they do anymore. If these two had not been pitted against each other, no, Karate Kid would have gotten further. This is I an agree. unfair matchup. I completely agree. Box office messed us over here. <laughs> but I got to vote for Sound of Music. Absolutely. Time the music moves on. I am 16, going on 17. I know that I'm naive. Now we have the Lego movie. An ordinary Lego construction worker, thought to be prophesied as special, is recruited to join a quest to stop an evil tyrant from gluing the Lego universe into an eternal stasis. Released in 2014, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, starring Chris Pratt and Elizabeth Banks. Versus the Parent Trap. Identical twins separated at birth and each raised by one of their biological parents discover each other for the first time at summer camp. This is uh, the 98 version? This is the 98 version, yes. We want to clarify that uh, with Dennis Quaid and Lindsay no Lohan. No Haley Mills? Rinson, no. Uh, oh. start, yeah, starring Dennis Quaid, Natasha Rinson, Lindsay Lohan, and Lindsay Lohan. Spoken like a millennial, but I like this one better than the, than the other I think earlier it's ones. Charming. It's I think very they're, charming. Uh, uh, two parent traps for me. Well, they're both good. Different, but equal. Mm-hmm. I gave them both 3.5 stars. They're both kind of like, yeah, they're But fun. why is it losing in the first round? Because it's going against the Lego movie. The camp stuff in, in Parent Trap is so fun. And them pranking on the stepmom is, is so fun. Yeah. And I had a, a little bit of crush on Lindsay Lohan. Cause I sure was, you did. I was eight years old. She was adorbs. Uh, for like a day. But like the Lego movie is great, right? Yeah. Lego movie is one of those I did not see coming and did not know how much I was going to enjoy it. Uh, the, the little kids love it. The big kids love it. The dads love it. The mom's put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> family movie time thanks moms I, I think okay truthfully if you were to put both these movies on for family movie night and separate TVs in separate sure. rooms naturally I think the family would end up in the Lego movie because yeah. there's humor for adults mm-hmm. there's uh, there's animation for children and it's so much fun and Parent Trap is fun I enjoy Parent Trap it's not gonna it's win. cute I mentioned this before just a quick story I w- went to a Frozen sing-along for a, a birthday party 
for a, uh, for a family member, and I snuck out to go to the bathroom and walked into the Lego movie oh, and watched smart. the Lego movie until Frozen was over. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I like it so much. <laughs> so I got stomach issues. Yeah. Oh, no. The Lego movie moves on. I think I got it, but just in case, tell me the whole thing again. I wasn't listening. <gasps> now we have Aladdin, a kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier, vie for the magic lamp that has power to make their deepest wishes come true. Released in 1992 and starring Robin Williams and Scott Weinger. And Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. <laughs> a fun-loving... Oh. I'm, I'm going to read the whole thing. Do a fun-loving American bulldog pup, a hilarious Himalayan cat, and a what? wise old golden retriever embark on a long trek through the rugged oh. wilderness of the Shut Sierra Nevada up. Mountains in a quest to reach home and their beloved owners. Shadow. Starring Michael J. Fox, Don Amici, Sally Field, came out in 1993. It's about 84 minutes long. How is Homeward Bound the sneaky movie we just can't let go of? Because the quality isn't great it's not a well-filmed movie but it's a movie that sticks with us you know they use the animals yeah. talking thing well do I, they i think because something that we've all grown tired of now though because they don't like cg their mouths okay it's yeah. just like narration that thing is, it does it's almost hold like up. telepathic communication so there's nothing weird there you can keep you can watch this now and it's not like, like space oh, buddies like you know you watch the uh the the the, the, the scenes of forrest gump where he's talking mm-hmm. to the president and you're like mm, that's not that's not right that's weird you yeah. don't get any of that yeah, Space Buddies. That's bizarre. Mm. This is a this is a heart wrenching movie at times. This is a joyful movie. Everybody loves pets. Everybody can think about okay. their pet. But then we have a literal masterpiece. It's I would say maybe one of the most accessible Disney animated films. It has an amazing hero and villain. The music is perfect, Plain and it's short enough at ninety minutes. Are sending you Hall references? Red Dangerfield references. The references are a little but weird. But it flies by at ninety minutes. It is breezy. It's got. A good action, surprisingly. Yeah. Like which one? Let's do the Zach choice. You have Homeward <sighs> Bound, grabbing off the shelf, and Aladdin. Which one are you watching? It's Aladdin. Easy. But I think everybody's going to be able to like Homeward Bound. Like Homeward Bound, you will cry at the end. Even, even the young kids are going to be invested in the story. Yeah. Shadow comes up over the thing. Stop. It's just, <laughs> what he can say. It's going to get me. Everybody, it's going to get so me. Good. I but love Homeward Bound. I do too. Journey. I love Aladdin. Yeah. You voted for Aladdin? I'm voting Aladdin. I don't, voted like, Aladdin. I don't think Homeward Bound has catchy enough songs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it doesn't. But but every, every time tears in my eyes. Every time Chance trips in the gopher hole. Every single oh, time cheers. I laugh at that, I cry at the end. Cats roll, dogs drool, guys. But you, oh. Zach, you voted for Aladdin as well. I have to. Yeah. Okay. Aladdin. Then I'm gonna. I oh, am gonna give a pity why vote. Why are you Mr. Pity vote? I'm giving. I am Mr. Pity vote today because I'm giving love to Shadow and Sassy and Chance. Well, I'm. Uh, this that's a tough one. For sure. But Aladdin moves on. Riff raff, street rat. I don't buy that. Now we have Finding Nemo. After his son is captured in the Great Barrier Reef and taken to Sydney. I was going to do the address. I won't. A timid clownfish sets out to, on a journey to bring him home. Released in 2003 and starring Albert Brooks and Ellen DeGeneres. And The Wizard of Oz. Dorothy and Toto are swept away by a tornado from Kansas to the magical land of Oz. Directed by Victor Fleming and starring Judy Garland and also came out in 1939. I mean, that's impressive. Guys. It's impressive. It's an hour and 42 minutes long. Why Does Wizard it? of Oz seem longer than oh, that? Oh, it's the, it's a three-hour movie in my it's brain. The poppies make you go sleep. Isn't it weird? <laughs> it's the longest No, but it's short. Question. Is there a movie that has permeated pop culture for so much no. and for so long than The Wizard this of Oz? This is required no. reading. This is mandatory. This is required film watching. This yes. is this is literally the movie they show when they want to show Hollywood magic. Mm-hmm. Do, they do show we, Wizard of Oz. Do we watch it because it's good or do we watch it because it's old? Or be, do we watch it because we've watched it? It is good. I mean, it it's is good. good. I just watched it's it again. Good. All Still of the above. Good. I think it's just, it's, it's respected. And I think we give it that credit. Mm-hmm. 
and it will go on. And for some reason, it's become a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. that's I weird. I don't right? know why. Maybe, maybe, it's maybe because it's, I never understood because that. it's in a Christmas story because it had come out I guess. In mm-hmm. recently in the storyline or something like that. And for some reason, this has become a Christmas. Movie. This is I, I won't really give it credit. I will give it my vote. I'm voting for Wizard of Oz easily. This will help I like me it more than Finding what's Nemo. What's the better sequel, Finding Dory or Return to Oz? <laughs> oh, I'll take Return to Oz. Yeah, that's why sure. Wizard of Oz is getting my vote. What has the better sequel? Finding Nemo all the I way. Hate, I, I hate love Dory. I hate Dory. What? I think the movie the is the first time okay, I, love, I love I love Finding Nemo. The animation is incredible. This is score? I'm yeah. saying, gorgeous. I'm amazed that a movie from 1939 can still hold my children's attention and my attention and my wife's attention. And then what do you do when you have to deal with the bad dreams from the monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> the same thing I have to do when they have the nightmares about everything that happens in Finding Nemo. Okay. That is meet the parents for Pixar. Admittedly, for, for a little a minute there, Sharks. when we watched Finding Nemo, we skipped over the opening scene. Yeah. Oh, when the mom dies? Yeah. Uh, that didn't go well with my young stepdaughter. But the first, I, I'm going to start crying. I, I've always liked this movie. I think it's gorgeous. The first time I watched that movie with a young child sitting on my lap mm-hmm. was amazingly magical. I yeah. would, then I realized I would do anything for these kids just like Marlon. Yep. So that's no, really gets my vote. I don't mean to downplay Finding Nemo because it is a really, really good movie. In fact, it is, by the way, the best-selling DVD title of all time. Wow. Yeah. And I give it respect. We all bought it. I give it respect. Yeah. But I'm giving Wizard of Oz my vote mm. easily. All right. I get that. Wizard of Oz moves on. I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. <laughs> now we have Hook. When Captain James Hook kidnaps his children, an adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy. A release in 1991, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, and Julia Roberts. Another Steven Spielberg movie. He's, he's good at this stuff. And then Father of the Bride. With his oldest daughter's wedding approaching, a father finds himself reluctant to let go. And this stars Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kimberly Williams, George Newbern, Martin Fa- Short. Family movie. No, absolutely it Father is. Father of the Bride. Absolutely it is. Did you actually enjoy this when you were 10? No. Yes, because you have the the, the Kieran Culkin character. He yeah, can come to. on, nope. though. No, I think I think Father of the Bride. I never related to Father of the Bride is one of those movies you can put on <laughs> and the whole family enjoys. You will in a few years. Oh, stop it. Although it is our <laughs> lowest rated on IMDb at 6.5. Makes total sense. But uh, still passing good. <laughs> what, what did we say this about before? I'll, I'll say I like Father of the Bride Part 2 better. Really? Yep. Hmm. I did watch the, the <laughs> yeah, 19, it like it's Godfather. I watched the 1950 uh, version of Father of the Bride. Not oh, as good as the 1991. Yeah. And, and Hook isn't even a well. We really like it here on the show, but it's not even considered a tier one Spielberg movie. No, even still, Spielberg has said he's disappointed in how Hook turned out. Even though I love it. Yeah, I, I hear rumblings that this is, is it, technically not a good movie. Is okay, but are we putting a young boy movie versus a young girl movie? But no, what is Father even, of the Bride, anyways? Who is uh, it for? A romantic. It's for families. It, it is literally a family. I don't think so. No, for like, okay, think about this. Okay. This is your family. Your family now is teenagers, it's, teenage girls. And yeah. you're watching this movie at, with them, with your teenage girls. You know what we're watching instead? You're in tears. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You are in tears when I you're watching probably, with your yeah. girls. No, but it's more of a rom-com than it is a family movie. No, I think it's a family movie because the the romance is happening, but it's a side to the husband. And, and why has Diane Keaton always been seventy four years old? <laughs> always, like Maggie Smith. Uh, sorry, let's work that back. Why Maggie is, Smith why is, is in Hook? Why is Diane, Diane Keaton, Keaton doesn't age either? Always been a seventy four year old fox. <laughs> <laughs> it's those hats. Never really been. They're magic. Also, hats. why has Ma- why I'm has more Dame Maggie to... Smith always been a ninety four year old fox? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more attracted to, to Michael Keaton than I am Diane Keaton. Uh, okay. So uh, I think Hook gets the win. <laughs> yeah, Hook gets the win for sure. Segway. Stingray! 
Now we have Beauty and the Beast. A prince cursed to spend his days with a hideous monster sets out to regain his humanity by earning a young woman's love. Released in 1991. And never-ending no. story. No! I, I hate this. Who put this against Beauty and the Beast? Baking Council. Oh. Baking Council. Oh. I love... Love Nevering oh, Story. My word. Love uh, it. Read the synopsis. A troubled boy dives into a wondrous fantasy world through the pages of a mysterious book, and we, as the film goer, also dive into that world. Came out in 1984. Uh, four levels of depth, so people. Meta. Sorry, Noah Hathaway, Barrett Oliver. I only saw this when I was a kid, Nevering Story, and I, uh, I thought I knew it, and I watched it just today. Okay. And I loved it. I had okay. so much fun. Because and I watched this, this after movie, watching The Goonies, which I hate. This movie, more than anything, like I talk to my kids about Neverending Story, they kind of make fun of me because I made them watch mm-hmm. this. And they watched the whole thing and they, I think they liked it. But then after like, Dad, that, your movies are so old. They're so dated. And I'm like, but there is something visually that is quite dated to this movie. Yeah, um, which movie? Uh, to, to The Neverending Story. There you go. The simple fact of the puppet's mouths not lining up to what they say. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a tough <laughs> pill to swallow. But I, or even the actors. A rock biter. A rock biter. (laughs) Yeah, Deep Roy not matching up. And especially if you know Deep Roy's voice from like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He's the uh, (laughs) racing snail driver. Yeah. Also, the fact that I always felt a little... You know, shady watching the Southern Oracle. Southern Oracle. And I'm hoping my mom wouldn't <laughs> I mean, the, the first, room. first gate. Family friendly. First gate of the Southern Oracle. There's some straight up just like focus on the statue. Yeah. And it's artful. I think that's whatnot. important for young boys. It's it's <laughs> stop. Builds character. Something. Stop. But it, it, it traumatized generation. We can always see the memes now and know exactly the sadness that everyone feels. Right? I, I, I. Nothing that people feel. I have turned. So I think in the, in the verses. Who was Team Labyrinth? Oh, that was, was Joel. That Joel. I, but I absolutely love both of them. Yeah. I think at the time, oh, for great. sure. At the time, I was I was leaning Labyrinth. After this viewing, though, I was, I kind of now shift. But go over back and watch Labyrinth to too. Never Ending Story. So I'm going to have to. They're both five Never Ending Story. Yeah. The the depth of it, the the adventure, but the ability to connect to the characters and literally the the meta of the story pulling you into it. It it sees you it's as only you're the watching first it. half of the novel too. I don't want to the second half. That's part two. Never no, part two. I don't yeah. want. I don't like that one. But we're talking about it so much because, I mean, there's a. The, it's going up against the movie that got nominated for best picture. The like first ever animated movie. <laughs> I think. This so, makes me so mad. It's so good. Both. Of, I. I honestly want to do a whole show about Never Ending Story. I know it's been done. <laughs> I loved it <laughs> so beast, so so uh, much. Zach, I'm going to give you a hug after the show, but we do have to eliminate it right now. It's got to go. <sighs> Beauty and the Beast does it does. We're all voting for Beauty and the Beast because here's the thing. And this is the reason I'll say it. Never ending story. Fantastic film. Love the film. So good. Fantasy is yeah. a hard, hard bridge across. I don't people. know. I feel like fantasy adventure is fantasy. good for families. Though. Oh, it absolutely is. But oh, I think it's some, very some people get mm-hmm. really weirded out by this movie because there's a lot of weird stuff that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Strange characters. All sorts of that stuff. Beauty and the Beast. Very approachable. It moves on. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Now we have Tangled. Rapunzel has spent her entire life in a tower, but now that a runaway thief has stumbled upon her, she is about to discover the world for the first time. A release in 2010 and stars Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. And The Sandlot. In the summer of 1962, a new kid in town is taken under the wing of a young baseball prodigy and his rowdy team, resulting in many adventures. Starring James Earl Jones and a bunch of little kids came out in 1993. What a fun movie this is. Oh, man, so these are about the same bad. length, same rating. It's about an hour 40, hour 41. So I, I, we, I, just, I just watched Goonies. Didn't yeah. like it. Just watched Never Ending Story. Really liked it. I watched Sandlot for the first time last year mm-hmm. and loved. I loved. That's it. That's totally up your it alley. It's great. a baseball movie uh, about childhood baseball and dreams. Takes and you right back. Perfect summer movie. 
Uh, and I think as an adult, again, if my kids picked it, I'd be like, you know what? That is a bunch of fun. I, I, it's, it is juvenile, but it is fun for everybody. Okay, I'm, I'm going to state a case while you guys think about it. I'm thinking. Obviously, I'm not the biggest fan of Sandlot. I they actually think it's really cheesy. Why? I don't really like the movie. I think it's more of a local favorite than a actual classic movie. Did you have friends growing up? No, and they never let me play baseball. <laughs> well, oh, this makes sense. Hey, I'm your friend, no, and I still won't let you Ken, play. Yeah. Ken did have really long hair, though, as a kid. It, it's, meant to be, it's meant to be nostalgic, but it comes off as, I think, pretty wooden. Really false. And I think the narration is so cheesy. No, no, I was going to say, the one, one of the weak spots is the narration, because I watching it again as an adult, it became very apparent every time they'd say... And this was the biggest pickle we got ourselves into. And then like a scene later, and this was how we got into the biggest pickle that we'd ever got into. And now, I was like, ooh. Now, now, meanwhile, we may say, oh, there's too much Disney moving forward to the second round. But I think that's okay because I think Tangled, Their genre is family Tangled and Moana are the last two great Disney movies. And I think Tangled is one that came out of nowhere. It's a Rapunzel story. Frozen Mother is pretty good, okay. It's, Mother Gothel is literally the last great Disney villain. She is. I yeah. agree. Mother Gothel is great. Flynn is great. The music is, is splendid. And as a dad, it, if you've had daughters and they watch Tangled, my daughters, for example, wore, t- wore Rapunzel dresses for four years straight. Those things were ratty-tatty by the end. And that's how good Rapunzel is. Or, or Tangled is. I love it. They well, love they did, it. They did literally change the name from Rapunzel to Tangled because they wanted to get the four quadrants. They wanted, oh, okay. they wanted to sense. peel the boys as well as And girls. they got it because Flynn Rider is such a great male character as well, which you don't always see. But then Sandlot captures the essence of childhood. Like, it really, to me, it, it is it is just one of those movies that captured lightning in a bottle. Does your wife like it? I uh, don't think she watches it. Would, you, would, you, would your young daughters yeah. like it? I don't think my young daughter would like it. I could say, hey, that's in Utah. We actually did drive past the pool the other day. I'm like, hey, that's where it's filmed. Uh, it's, uh, it's a weak argument as far as it go, as far as like the actual local movie fa- I think goes. it's a local favorite. I, I'm going to vote for Tangled. Oh, that's a shocker. I thought I was fighting for it. Yep, I'm going to no, vote for Tangled. I, he, I knew he was going to do it. I'm voting for Tangled as well. Because even the Sandlot, there were some things that... Uh, content? Little content that had to be edited oh, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, even just... I mean, even though the chewing tobacco is a hilarious scene, because they learned the dangers of chewing tobacco, yeah. they do end up vomiting all over the place. Mm-hmm. And between that and some other references, we kind of went, oh, that, that might need to clear play next time we watch young kids. But older kids, sure. Okay. No problem. Tangled moves on. All right, listen, I didn't want to have to do this, but you leave me no choice. Here comes the smolder. All right, we've moved through our round one. We are down to 16. Of course we've taken the Typically, okay. we move through this round pretty quickly <laughs> because we're going to split And we hairs. cry lots. Let's just move on. Willy Wonka versus Paddington 2. <laughs> I'm going to go right away. Paddington 2, I've, I, I, I preach this movie all the time. I grew up with Willy Wonka. Paddington 2 is what my kids will go. And I'm voting for Willy Wonka. Not to be contrary because I was actually going to say immediately Willy Wonka here. I really do enjoy Paddington too, but there's something about the fun visuals and clever jokes and memorable musical moments that really do capture a whole family's attention. The, the chocolate it makes sense. room. You, you are a legacy guy, Joel. Oh, you absolutely. Always, you always prefer the proven longer legacy. I yes. think Paddington 2 is a new movie. Is it? That's a problem for you, typically. I, I wouldn't even say a problem because the thing about Paddington 2, I just watched it again and loved it again. And I went, why haven't I watched this more? Because it's kind of like I watched it back around the time it came out and then I watched it now and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Everybody Willy knows Wonka Willy Wonka required viewing. Yeah. I think Paddington 2 is lovable. Like literally in lovable. Don't you dare. Willy Wonka is more likable. And I think likability here means more watchability and Willy mm-hmm. Wonka moves on. What? I'm you just so eliminated sorry. the best movie ever made. Listen, and I think it's I think well, it's 100%. I think it's more important to say that you love Paddington 2 more important than actually loving Paddington 2. It's great. Did Zach. you just compare Paddington 2 to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, actually, it's close on Sundays. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never I'm felt sorry. more rage fire in my life. I know. It has to happen at least I once. Don't, I don't get mad on the show. But uh, I, so I like Goonies. Can you change your about, answer now? The guy Goonies was, was great. About how much you hated about Goonies. Goonies was awesome. Change your okay answer. With this? No. Zach oh. Test. They're on the shelf. What do I watch? I would watch Willy Wonka. I would literally watch Willy Wonka. My but wife I and I have Paddington literally, too. my wife and I have watched Paddington 2 by ourselves. And it's great. We watched it one time and my wife said, buy it right no, now. I was watching it. We with, all lose. I turned it on today and my daughter came in the room and we were, rap, we were uh, she was wrapping the Christmas presents that mm-hmm. she just bought for her, her brothers and sisters. She kept getting distracted by Paddington 2 and it was so adorable. I didn't want to interrupt Oh no. Her. Oh yeah. no. But no, no. I think we made the right vote. A tea here. party in a prison. <laughs> Is it episode 500 yet? A tea, a tea party by a chocolate river. Where chickens getting their heads cut off in the tunnel. Oh. I'm pretty sure there's chicken getting its head cut off in Paddington 2. There's no fast the forwarding kitchen. of any songs in Paddington 2. How many oranges get killed in Paddington 2? Oh, delicious marmalade. Oh. I hate marmalade. I'm sorry. Willy Wonka moves on. Any good? Excuse me. Home Alone versus How to Train Your Dragon. I will vote for Home Alone. Even I, though it's a Christmas movie, oh, you absolutely. can't watch this year round. There, okay, though some people do. We cannot, we cannot discount family movies being Christmas movies because literally almost every single Christmas movie is a family. Movie. I did not know that that Home Alone was a Christmas movie until like three years ago. What? I never watched it exclusively at oh. Christmas. No, but really? I, either one. I uh-huh. like. I like How to Train Your Dragon. I don't think I like it as much as everyone I, else. There's a winner here, and it's Home Alone, obviously. But Whoa. let me just say, uh, no, I'm not voting for it. I just think you guys will. I think How to Train Your Dragon is three pristine movies, and that is so rare for animated movies or really any trilogy. And I would vote for it, but I know it's going to lose. But I think it's incredible. But you are voting and, for How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I'll vote for it, but I know I'm going to lose. I just think it ages so well and will continue to. I, yeah, I already voted for Home Alone. The themes of inclusion are so great. It's just not, okay, hold on. What about Kevin McAllister being a really violent sociopath? <laughs> right? I think more people it's, die in How to Train Your Dragon than Home Alone, Kent. Like uh, one person. The bad guy. I think Home Alone is far too violent. <gasps> I don't particularly care for it. What? what? It's never been a favorite of mine. Oh. How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> what? <laughs> How to train John your... Williams score. <laughs> yeah, but John bringing Powell. a family together. John Powell and How to Train Your Dragon. It is such an incredible. How, score. How to Train Your Dragon is good for for every age. Oh? I don't want to show young Joel, kids. Zach, Joel, I'm Zach's so sorry. voting in spite. Joel, I'm I don't so want to show young kids. I didn't, a guy I didn't who, think that was going to happen. He dies over and over and over again because he gets. This is so. Vi- this is an inappropriately violent movie. Why are we showing it? It's cartoon violence. Do you get offended by Looney Tunes? To real people. To literally Joel. It is a live action Looney Tunes cartoon. Specific things about movies you don't like when real things are happening to real people this is what? real violence what have i ever said that when you talk about the difference between nudity and swearing and violence <laughs> they're not really You're getting all, hurt zach but they ever are grab your they're not really getting they are getting hurt me. they're getting you are hurt not by things at understanding home. my this argument at all that's terrib- what your takeaway is, is a from terrible it. example for kids you no it's hilarious bad family movie <laughs> joel do you want do you want he's to voting out of spite yeah it's your fault that's why i voted second because i thought he would go for home alone I'm sorry. No, you're not but, sorry. You're but I will wrong. say, How to Train Your Dragon, the, the themes of the movie are actually better for children Shut than up. anything at Home Alone. No. The, the, sho- yeah. the snow shoveler and his kids, it's a beautiful ending. Yeah, but Lillard's family is not important. understanding another Mr. Society. Rogers would be ashamed of Home Alone. <laughs> okay. that's. But he'd argument. be cool with How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. No. Guys, yeah, we he do hates dragons. Guys, can you hug? Something's going on here. Family movies. <laughs> how to Train Your Dragon moves on. <laughs> Now we have The Princess Bride 
versus Goonies. <laughs> so Happy you, 80s. You hit one. And we voted against you okay, in that last okay. one. Okay, okay. And it, which is Goonies. Goonies. Goonies aside, I mean, this is The Princess Bride is so good, right? Yes, I'm voting for Princess Bride. So am I. So am I. Princess Bride moves on. I want to give more love to Goonies. Obviously, but I think... Go for it. It's adult, I think the adult content pulls it back from winning. It truly. does. It does. It's, well, but, it's not as but, accessible. But then I think in a modern in a modern context, right, it's got adult content, but I, I think it's not adult enjoyable. Okay. Right? I think sure. it's absolutely adult enjoyable. Do you? Yes. We already, I already talked about this. All right. <laughs> I'm Prin- still angry. Princess Bride moves on. As you wish. Now we have Mary Poppins versus The Incredibles. That's a different... Tuppins and Tuppins. Mm. Man, there are... You, okay, Zach, incre- I, would, I would actually generally say The Incredibles, but your argument about the animation, how it's aging poorly, kind of hurts it's it. It's a little harder to watch, especially with The Incredibles 2, which is not also, an amazing movie, but it's beautiful. Let's talk about... I mean, the superhero genre is huge and will be remembered for decades, but it may be tired at a certain point. Mm. But, but Incredibles is one I think gets a pass. It's a good that's example, it? though. It's the, best, it's it the is, best Fantastic Four movie that's ever been made. Yeah, but like, do, do people care about that in 30 years? I don't know if they do. I think people still care about Mary Poppins. Hmm. I'm still going to go Incredibles. I'm going to go Mary Poppins. This is not easy for me because one of these has stood the test of time and is still very much a part of our modern day era with yeah. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and spoonful of sugar phrases that you just know. And The Incredibles, which I think is a fantastic, fantastic film. Joel, if you want something to sway you, this is the only Pixar film remaining on the bracket. No, that's that's not going to be an issue for okay. me because I've I've given love to Pixar all the time. No Toy Story, huh? I know oh. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm. a little weird, a little bizarre. Probably because the animation's no good. Toy Story Two's the best. I like most of Mary Poppins, most of it. I get you because it is practically perfect in every way. <laughs> but those little imperfections, those little slower parts, the laughing on the ceiling part, I think goes a little oh, a little I too long. About that. Yeah. What Willy Wonka? Okay. Uh, they don't have a laughing on the ceiling. Go on. They almost get chopped by blades on the ceiling. Yeah, worse. Apparently, <laughs> it's too violent for because real people are flying up in the bubbles and getting chopped. Anyway, uh, my point being is that I'm getting I, made fun of for picking a better movie. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, you didn't pick the better movie. That's the problem. Guys, Home Alone sucks. Home Alone's great. Home Alone's worse than Goonies. Home Alone's better than Goonies. So we we literally Mary watched Home Alone two days ago. It was Incredibles. Great. Anyway. Uh, and then I'm thinking about my kids and my wife. And my wife, she doesn't like Mary Poppins. My right. kids might get bored during Mary Poppins. But Incredibles, we're all there. I'm voting for Incredibles. Wow. Uh, I, I think it's good. It is good. Incredibles moves on. Wow. Meta Man, Express Elevator, Diner Guy, Snag on Takeoff, Splashdown, Sucked into a Vortex, No Kicks. Behemoth, behemoths. Behemoths don't, in this genre. Don't do it. The Lion King versus The Sound of Music. <laughs> okay. I, you just have to go. The Lion King. Uh, it's, I think, more accessible to the younger kids. It's shorter. It's an hour, 28 minutes. It's it's both, rated G. Both also have, a sound of music. Both mm-hmm. have an uh, emotional impact. Both have some challenging subject matter. Okay. I just can't wait to be king versus do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, tida. I mean... Hamlet versus Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, that's all you I'd need watch to know. that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know it's what? Like it, that was funny. Uh, Maybe it's just because the... Sound of music... The, do Let that? him finish his sentence. Because I want to make it more do that? difficult. I want to make it more difficult. Of course you do. That's the way you do things. <laughs> you guys are mad at each other, not me. I'm mad at you because you do that little, oh, I know it's not going to win, <laughs> so I'm going to vote for this. <laughs> That's why you got to stop playing the meta. Play your actual choices. No, Sound of Music is one that a lot of people 
Oh, it's long. It's boring in parts. It's cheesy in parts. It's hard not to love it, though. It's hard not to love Sound of Music. Nice family movie about a, a guy who, uh, you know, killed a bunch of U.S. soldiers. Just saying. Yeah, but lusty long neck lions <laughs> falling in love with your sister. That's what Lion King is. Oh, man. Knowledge of sister. Gross. Okay. Okay. I, here, I'll say this. Lion King may be my ultimate favorite, favorite Disney movie of all time, but oh. it that means that if, if fan, Disney's known for their family movies, I'm voting for Lion King. Okay, okay, there oh, you go. Oh, I was so scared. Sound of Music is so... It, I think of all the families singing out to watch Sound of Music all the time, though. We do that. And I think this is, this is potentially a final matchup for a lot of people, the behemoth mm-hmm. matchup. But I agree. The Lion King moves on. Brother, help me. Now we have the Lego movie versus Aladdin. I feel like this one skews toward like uh, the boys in the t- audience, like tween boys. Yeah. You know, uh, or even young boys, you know, eight year old boys. This one's easy. I love, I loved watching the Lego movie. It's very funny for adults and for kids. As soon as it's over, I go, huh, Lego movie. That's kind of fun. I guess Aladdin has stuck with me for 30 years now. I think it is brilliant. Aladdin. I mean, for me, it's easy. So you're Aladdin. voting for Aladdin? Easily. I'm, uh, Aladdin is one jump ahead of a Lego movie. I'm voting for it as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Aladdin. Okay, so, you. Yep, for sure. Aladdin moves on. Tell her the truth. Ooh, the Wizard of Oz versus Hook. Okay, I absolutely love Hook, but I do see its shortcomings. I am continually impressed by Wizard of Oz. Just watching again, I kept being like, man, this is just magic. Just on-screen magic. Mm-hmm. Even the black and white hurricane, I was watching that going... Mm. How did they do that? And I had to go look it up because I was like, this is amazing. Speaking of magic, though, don't you think that they like they did the flying particularly well in Hook? Robin, yeah. When, well, when Robin Williams flies, yeah. it's so well done to me. It holds you, up you, great. You no. feel it because he earns it. Yes. The, the, the thing is, though, I the imaginary food scene in Hook Bang-a-rang. is one of the greatest sit down and watch with your family movie moments, movie moments ever because everyone is you just laughing and enjoying and yeah. loving it. When he finally flicks the spoon and the ice cream goes on his face and then everyone starts... He see, he starts I think only Robin Williams could pull that off because that could have been a really cheesy scene. It really? could have been. They were actually... <laughs> Spielberg considered directing it as a musical with Michael Jackson in the lead. Ooh. Hook. What about Rufio? Mm-hmm. So cool. Little, uh, yeah, Rufio is little great. I prefer, I prefer him as Zuko. Uh, okay. Just I'll saying. give you that. Um, the, but yeah, the, you know, the, the, the triumphant moment of becoming Peter Pan again, you know, you're watching this whole movie going, is this guy going to believe him in himself? Oh, he does it. And his he son finally Peter embracing Pan. him. His son, Dustin Hoffman, we haven't talked a ton about. No, he is, his turn as Hook is brilliant. This movie is to me, I, I, I'm sad that Spielberg doesn't like this because I think this is just a classic Spielberg adventure. Yeah. Um, in every sense. And Wizard of Oz, it is our oldest on here, which shows that it has its legacy. There's massive respect there. There is. And I'm voting for Wizard of Oz. I have to vote for Wizard of Oz because of the way it has ingrained itself in pop culture, the way that people can still but watch it these days. But you probably prefer to watch Hook, though, right? It's the legacy. You know what's weird? Hook is longer. Two hours and 22 minutes. Hook is long? Yeah. Like, you don't really realize that. Well, there's so much more that happens before you get to Neverland than True. you realize. Yeah. I mean, you go and to it's a, cool. You go I to love like the character a, setup. You go to yeah. a charity auction or yeah. something. And yeah. you hate him. Peter Pan, but, but then the like the borderline horror when they come home and the children oh, have been kidnapped. Such so good. a good part, the, and the shot. The, Spielberg's so good at his job. Also, remember the ki- the part where where the kid rolls up his legs and starts rolling down like a that, bowling ball. That, it's so good. That part every time I was like, <laughs> mm, I don't know about this. I love it. Angsty kids uh, relating to the, the sun smashing all the clocks. Mm-hmm. Zach, you vote for Hook. I'm voting for Hook. 
Wizard of Oz moves on. Yeah, I'm okay with that. The Wizard of Oz moves on. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Now we have Beauty and the Beast no. versus Tangled. No. Beauty and the Beast. I, You've said this uh, before, Joel, many times. Uh, I do think that in many ways, Tangled stands on the shoulders of Beauty and the Beast. I, okay, but which I, movie has better characters? I love... Not Tangled. side characters. I don't mean not the side characters. I mean like Belle, the Beast, and Gaston. Belle's the I worst, love Gaston. Belle's the worst part of her own movie. Yeah. Uh, the because, Beast isn't very good. Well, uh, he's I a, think it's the side characters he's an that are more fun. Concept. Lefou is great. Song is old as rhyme. Tale is old as time. <laughs> also, be our guest. Shoot. I'm throwing that out there. Yeah. As much yeah. as I love, as I much love as I love, he's got some. I, I've got a dream. <laughs> got some dreams. And got at last, dreams. Uh, last I found the light. And then her. What's her initial song? The opening brush and brush and brush my hair. Morning, I literally up. brush my daughter's hair to that song. That's love how I'd it. get them to stand still. I'd put on that clip and brush their hair. When will I love my life Tangled? Begin? So good. I, this is not like oh I don't like Tangled. This is no. between the two of them. Beauty and the Beast, I feel, is one that is more epic okay. that a family can watch Zach together. Zach Test, what are you watching though? Tangled, Beauty mm, and the Beast. It really depends on the time of year. Le like Man. if I want culture, I want Beauty and the Beast. But if I want fun and excitement, it's Tangled. As of the recording of this episode, it's a little chilly outside. Give me Beauty and the Beast. Maybe Ooh. in the summer, give me Tangled. But it, they're both so good. But it's Beauty and the Beauty Beast. and the Beast. Dang it! Are you Beauty saying brackets are dependent on the weather? Yes. <laughs> yes. Barometric pressure, humidity, whatever. All right, now we move back over to our we start of our Elite Eight with, with the very controversial <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory versus How to Train Your Dragon. Two surprise winners here. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. How to Train Your Dragon. Oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you guys would agree. No, because Kent's going to be like, I know it will win, but How to Train Your Dragon is such a good movie. You can't pity vote first. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm just saying that that's what happened. You pity voted. First. I know I did. Come and that was a mistake. You really but should stop pity voting in general. The voice acting, the dialogue, and the messages in How to Train Your, your Dragon. Hey, Zach, what was your intro? Yeah, I got to go with Willy Wonka. And okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm actually really happy that How to Train Your Dragon moved this far. I, uh, if I was collectively looking at How to Train Your Dragon as a trilogy, maybe it would have a leg up. Choose my favorite. But uh, well, I like yeah. how we like the sequels more. more I love. Yeah. I grew up on Willy Wonka. I still love it. I've showed it to my kids recently. They love it. Like it's it's a classic. Willy yeah. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory moves on. All right, now we have the Princess Bride versus the Incredibles. Ah! These might these are I'm, I'm not oh, this kidding. Is easy. These are two of my top five movies of all time. Princess yeah. Bride. But hold on, okay. is what? Princess Bride Back to the Future? Is it a film of films? Because it's it is a genre crosser. I think it could be. Now we should clarify that uh, certain movies that were submitted did not make it to this family film and family films because they advanced pretty far on mm -hmm. a previous bracket. Emperor's However, if the and Shrek two going far on this bracket or any other bracket does not preclude something from being on our no, film of films. Okay, no. and I think still it is a film of films, but I think Princess Bride is a primarily a, fi a family movie. I think it's as good opposed for to Incredibles, which is what I, I think it's going to be dated pretty soon. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm voting for Princess Bride. Okay. But I think Incredibles is is a family movie to a T. Yeah. But Princess Bride is such a appeal to everyone type of movie. Fencing, fighting, revenge, miracles. Hmm. It's all there. I love the Incredibles, but I, I love the Princess Bride more. So Princess Bride moves on. He didn't fall! 
Inconceivable. And I will say that was a hard matchup for like my personal, like my family and mm-hmm. growing up. We we both love both of these movies. They well, we quote them all the time. <gasps> <but>. <laughs> I just saw. <laughs> oh, geez. The Renaissance matchup here. I'm glad they went against each other. This is The Lion King versus Aladdin. These are two, like, these, this may be my top And uh, two. just looking ahead, the next matchup is The Wizard of Oz versus Beauty and the Beast. So we could have two Renaissance matchups, potentially. My goodness. Blah. So Lion King is considered the classic, but I enjoy Aladdin well, so much I more. I think it's more considered the pinnacle, right? Okay. Because okay, it was on. the buildup. Uh, is it, Beauty and the Beast not the Well, because okay. well, think like about the, time. We uh, started, the Mermaid, not the pinnacle. Yeah. We started with The Little Mermaid, right? That sure. began the Renaissance. Then it was Beauty and the Beast, right? Mm. Then Aladdin. Than the Lion King. Mm-hmm. I think Lion King to me feels like the culmination of everything that Disney was doing right at that time. I'm I've always liked Aladdin just just for for pleasant watching a little better because Lion King is heavier than Aladdin. I I am looking at both these. These are both five star movies for me. So I am yeah. stepping back emotionally and looking objectively. Okay. Objectively, Lion King higher box office, higher IMDb rating, uh, more Academy Award nominations. Fewer 90s references. Mm. I have to go with The Lion King. Ranker gives The Lion King a number three and Aladdin a number five. Flick Chart, which is also kind of like Ranker, though a little bit older, gives Lion King number four and Aladdin number 17. I think Lion King is considered the animation king. It really is. I, I, I think feel Aladdin's like I kind of hate Lion King now, though, because of the remake, even though it still yeah. is a great film. I've still never seen it. Um, Good. By the way, Aladdin is the, uh, I think, the only number from a Disney feature film to earn a Grammy Award for Song of the Year for A Whole New World. Hmm. Like, it got a, a, that, that's a huge accomplishment. I don't want to downplay Aladdin because I love it. But yeah, I, I've objectively voted for The Lion King. What do you sing more? The Just, songs in Aladdin or songs in Lion King? Truth be told, probably Lion King. Really? Oh, I can't first. tell you how many times I've held up an animal or a child and started singing Circle. Yeah. Every, every day I sing Riff Raff Street Rap. Yeah, Aladdin myself. songs are more in my range. Uh, so, but just can't wait to be Kingsman. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. I actually reference, and this might be it, I reference um, Lion King all the time whenever my two cats fight. <laughs> Scar, Scar, help brother, me. Brother. And then I see the slow you know motion Robin fight Williams? at the end. Only got $75,000 for Aladdin. Ridiculous. Because he was he was apparently very happy with Touchstone uh, and and his success with Good Morning Vietnam. So he decided to just go for Screen Actors Guild Pay Scale. And then they had a huge falling out. And Dan Castellaneto, the voice of Homer Simpson, was in the director mm-hmm. video sequel. Well, it's because he said he, said he was going to take a lower pay cut because he said he didn't want his name or image used for marketing and his supporting character not take up more than 25% of the advertising artwork. And Disney kind of went, yeah, we're going to do that anyway. And, and used his voice, used his face. And, and arguably on. broke uh, animation, acting. voice acting forever. I'm going to give it to Lion King because of the tragedy in the movie. I think that taught a lot of kids about tragedy. Yeah. And how to how to run, run away from it. Oh, when they put, when they put the, the bird on the, on the birdie boiler. <laughs> yeah. Zazu, they put him on that volcano thing that's, and shoots him up. That's, that's the, the part. That's the tragedy. That's it. So the Lion King moves on. I Don't think it does. I'm okay with that. Lion King moves forward. Now we have The Wizard of Oz versus Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Both, both, I think, have had, even though obviously 
The Wizard of Oz is much older. Both have had plenty of time to establish firm legacies in the genre and in movie history in general. These have both been uh, selected for the Library of Congress for being um, like certain films are selected as like we need to save this and preserve it. And these are these are both in the National Film Registry. Beauty and the Beast also in the realm of those Disney animated movies. I think oftentimes on the heavier side. I think Beauty and the Beast is classic Disney, the the princess story that we all know and love. Mm hmm. And I think even though it's a love story, there's so much happening in the movie that younger boys can enjoy it. I, I as a young boy, when this came out, mm-hmm. I actually had a unconscious bias against it. I didn't watch Go it on. for years and years really? and years because it was the movie that had a rose on it. But it's got Belle. what? It, it was has Belle. Right, right. It was well. It was just and the case. On. It was literally the 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 classic, you know, plastic white case had a rose on it. And I was like, that's a girl movie. I don't want to watch it. It's dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. But it, it, it but that's was a marketing thing that that's happened. What it's all about. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel. Again, this was. I grew up in the '90s. It was mm-hmm. very gender biased and everything. But I didn't feel like that was supposed to be a movie for me. And then I watched it and went, "This movie rocks." You know, I I personally think that Gaston and Beast are the same. I don't know why we say that Gaston is a bad guy and Beast is a good guy. They're the same. Way Gaston has more hair. hair. That's a full show. I know. I, Gaston says every last inch of him is covered with hair. Look at the Beast. All right. Yeah, the Beast is just as hair. terrible. He just uh, the Gaston just doesn't get a chance at redemption like the Beast does. Wow. Ooh, that's deep, Zach. Just saying. No, I think that it's a, it's a layered movie. It's an interesting movie. It's a beautiful movie still. Um, I, I wonder if The Wizard of Oz gets credit for the longevity and what it okay. meant to general movie making. Zach test on the shelf. I think I'm going to pick Beauty and the Beast more often. I think the kids are going to enjoy Beauty and the Beast more often. Family movie night, Beauty and the Beast is going to go a little bit, go over a little bit better. We're not going to ignore Wizard of Oz. It's going to happen, you know, maybe two weeks later on movie night. But I would go for Beauty and the Beast first. Therefore, I will vote for it. Joel, what'd you say? Will we still be talking about Beauty and the Beast here 50 years in the future? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We will. But which version? (laughs) <laughs> well, everyone. Oh, yeah, was, they made a live action, didn't they? Everyone yeah. was so up in arms about the whatever the 2017 remake because sure. of how much this movie means to them. Mm-hmm. But think about that: Wizard of Oz has never been remade because why? Exactly because nobody cares about the the franchise. Exactly. Nobody cares about the property. I am voting for the Wizard of Oz. Well, I should say that no, it has been mm, spiritually remade with the Broadway smash hit. Hmm. The Muppets Wicked. also have a version. Oh, no, everyone has a version, but like no one's really tried to remake Wizard of How Oz. How interesting that that property hasn't. I mean, really... they had the Oz the well, Great and Powerful. I think that. because of Wicked. There's no reason to other than because of Wicked. Well, and it's hmm. finally, I get whatever, you. how many, 15, 20 years later becoming a movie. But I just think of like the wonderful world of Oz and the colors and, and how they, sw- and but, the music. But on like the opposite end, there have been countless versions, even a weird 1980s TV version with Ron Perlman of Beauty and the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. The story had been told, and then it was told by Disney. And they did something amazing, did where they? in the very first few, m- f- few moments, you're like, what am I watching? This feels like you're being transported to a magical place. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, there's a musical cue that came on the other. It was a classical music, and da, it came on, da, and it was that swirling da, music, and I went, that's Beauty and the Beast. Da, da. Uh, uh, Alan Menken's best work, and he did a lot of good work. I, I mean, he's still doing work, but he, it's so good. I'm sorry, but it's Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> Is that okay? I'm not as offended at that as uh, your other ridiculous and stupid decisions this evening. <laughs> there we go. It's painful, and I hate that we're cutting out a classic, a classic. of cinema. Yeah, it's a legend. And we're going to have to have a bigger battle next, Kent, so thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> You've also made it more painful for the 
for the final four. Not a bit of him scraggly or scrawny. That's right. And every last inch of me's covered with hair. All right. Moving to the final four, our first matchup. We have wait, wait, what are the final four? The final four, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, The Princess Bride, The Lion King, and Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> All of these movies Man. I grew up with and love. I, I mean, I, for the record, would be pleased as punch if any of these won. I mean, this and is they will. So, four. yay. One of, one of them will win. Yay. Yeesh. Okay. First matchup, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory versus The Princess Bride. By the way, uh, question for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Where is it set? England or America? Uh, vague England. England, for sure. Because right? of the, uh, sure about that? the candy shop. Uh, feels on. very British. Yeah. And them sleeping Charlie's in the same American. beds. Like the, oh. Willy Wonka's American. Hold on, though. But the living situation, everything, the, the media, it all feels very British. It's the town more than the people. It's I feel intentionally like it made as a hybrid. Is it really? Okay. Hmm. Uh, but it was actually filmed in Munich. Fun fact. Munich. Yeah. Hmm. Roll, uh, I was going to say Roald Dahl did not like he didn't. this adaptation no. of Willy Wonka. Roald Dahl never liked an adaptation of anything, if I recall. <laughs> True. And about a third of the props in the chocolate room were edible. And then you get Princess Bride. Do Princess you th- Bride... When you were a kid and you watched the As You Wish portion of the movie, were you like, what is this? I wonder if William Did Wonka, you like that? The, the love story, portion? the beginning? The, the, the beginning when oh, it's like absolutely. the farm boy. I was taking did. notes being farm like, boy. Okay. Oh, no wonder you were so Make good sure, girls. say mm-hmm. As You Wish to the ladies. I wonder if Willy Wonka has a little bit more of um, an accessibility as far as age range goes. Go on. Because everyone likes candy. Maybe the, there's a visual spectacle for the younger family members. There's nostalgia for the older family members. But Whereas I wonder if Princess Bride narrows itself. Does a the bit final more. third of Willy Wonka take, like kind of ruin the movie? Tell me about what happens. I forget. The gobstopper <laughs> part. I guess there's the the bubbles. Why the is that Charlie the losing. This is all why would that Mike even, TV? That's all the movie is. Why, I, no, the last I, third? I think it, that the last third is kind of like kind of forgettable. No. I just think that I think the journey the, becomes no, honestly, because think, most kids are gone. I think the first third is more point. forgettable than the, the last two thirds because so they're maybe in the, the factory. Maybe the middle of the movie is the only good I th- part. I think it sets a visual high bar mm-hmm. early on and a creative high bar, and yeah. it just continues. It's like when you go to a comedy show that's really funny and you're enjoying it, but you're just kind of tired from laughing. So but maybe so it's a little escalating quieter. to even better. Yeah, it's, it's just it's good. good. It's Guys, consistently good. We got to move. We're getting Princess Bride. Yeah, Princess Bride has everything. It's everything. Who can take a rainbow? All right. Sprinkle it with dew. The Princess Bride can't, because that's what I'm voting for. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm shocked. And it, I, I thought about it, because watching it, <laughs> watching Willy Wonka again, there is no Cheer Up Charlie in The Princess Bride. No. Well, there's not a lot of music like in The Princess Bride. I like that your arguments, because you like all these movies, but it's practically perfect in every way, but not perfect. Your yes. attention might drift a little bit in Princess Bride, but there's not like avoidable moments. Yeah. It is so good. Is that what would you so vote for? Princess Bride. Okay. There you go. Close. The Princess Bride moves on. Wesley, what about the R.O.U.S.'s? Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. And then Disney battle. The Lion King versus Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That quick. I'm always going to think fondly of this movie. I think it is straight up magical. I think there's some bad animation in The Lion King and some songs I don't love. Bad animation? Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. I actually, I think Can You Feel the Love Tonight is not my favorite of those love epics of the 90s. I think Beauty and the Beast it is, is still magical. The scene where they come down on the stairs and she's wearing the dress and he's finally a gentleman beast and then they dance and it kind of becomes this CG animated like yeah. big 
ballroom scene. I'll tell you when you're older. I, I, I heard what you said earlier, Joel, about, you know, Lion King having fewer 90s references, but uh, it does yeah. still, I mean, that, that Can You Feel the Love Tonight is very 90s R&B flavor. It's mm-hmm. very of its you time. So? Yeah, I do. I don't like the genre. Um, Zach, do you have a vote here? I think Beauty and the Beast is a little more timeless, but mm. I, I think I generally like Lion King a little bit less than than the general consensus. If that makes any okay. sense. Okay. Yeah, mm. I like it a lot. We've watched it many times in my household. We've probably watched Lion King more. Mm. I like Beauty and the Beast better as a movie. So maybe that goes to the film of films versus family movie of family movies. Yeah, that's I a good point. I like I think Beauty and the Beast is. Such a fantastic all-around package of a movie. But I think it's everything that Disney did previously so well perfected. I think there might be that age accessibility thing again. Mm-hmm. I think The Lion King might be a little bit more of a broad appeal to the younger kiddos. Except for the side characters. Because it's household items. Timon and Pumbaa. They don't even know what a candlestick is. <laughs> they will after that movie. But like it, it makes sense. The, consider, you know, you're a young kid, and right up front they hit you with with just can't wait to be king. What a fun number! Well, That's, they hit you right at the beginning. The circle of life. Circle that, of that life. Opening scene is amazing. Bambi, and then Bambi both part two. the kids and uh, every parent who's ever watched that movie with their kid, when Simba comes in right at the beginning, he goes dad, 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 dad. The parents watching turn to their kids and go, "That's you." It's a universal experience. So, what are you voting for? I need success. That's too expensive. There must be more than this provincial life. What do you think, Joel? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll go. Because I've been I'm debating this over in my head over and over again. And this is the only argument that I can come up with. The think Lion. about what's the better finalist, too. The this, Lion King this is, is the king. That's the thing is I love the Lion King. Yeah. But there is no Mufasa moment in Beauty and the Beast. There is no moment that is going to horribly traumatize kids and make them not want to watch the movie again. So you think that that's off-putting? Do you think the death is more of a one-time watch sort of thing? I, I think some children may be like, that. I didn't like that part. Oh. And I don't know yeah. if, I don't know. If that's how we're supposed to be voting, no, no, honestly, at this point. I, I have no other argument than sure. I'm just thinking about Beauty and the Beast. No, I get it. There's not, and it is just the whole time there's a little bit of stress, a little bit of tension, a little bit of blood, honestly, yeah. uh, when he gets stabbed. Both of them have Hans Gruber moments. Both of them have Hans Gruber moments of the falling, the falling villain. Yeah. But, but one's I, not traumatized. I don't think. You're but I'm like, voting for Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I'm so traumatized mm-hmm. that, that I, I voted for fell. Beauty and the Beast. Zach. I'm just getting it done. Okay. So um, do you want to give I, the pity I, votes? No, I actually think I really would have voted Beauty and the Beast eventually. Okay. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Goes wow. Off. Fine. Then go ahead and start. We knocked I, out I, the king. I don't even know if that's a good argument. Oh, we could that's, have had a fun Joel matchup of the king and the princess. Oh. oh. But instead, surprisingly, a podcast of three adult men. <laughs> Give you a final family film matchup of The Princess Bride versus Beauty and the Listen, Beast. Listen, I was raised by three sisters, so that's my excuse. I, I've never Gentlemen, had a sister. it was on our action film of action films bracket. It was submitted for our comedy of comedies, but we were like, ah, you know, I don't know if we should put it on there because... We were saving it. We were saving it. We were saving it. And I feel like family film of family films 
is the genre it should win. This may not be a film of films, meaning it's not like, you know, amazingly, critically acclaimed. It will compete, though, for us for our heart votes, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is a modest success. Budget was about 16 million. It made 30 million. So Mm -hmm. it it made a profit, a small profit. But it has won the hearts of so many families around the world. I don't know if you guys remember uh, the the 2020 during COVID when they have the pandemic and they had a bunch of people film and create home movie versions Mm -hmm. of Princess Bride. And it was families doing it together, parents and children, spouses, siblings, all these people creating together because everyone loves this movie. This this became, after the box office, became the cult classic, became the family film, or the film that all families would watch together. And quote together. But Joel, Joel, Disney. But Disney. Disney is the family company. And I'm not saying it is not. I'm not saying it is not. This is, we have, in my opinion... The Disney film of Disney I'm saying films. when you have a live action movie that can hold the attention of children just as good oh. as an animated movie, it deserves to be the oh. family film of family but films. But Disney at its all time high. I You're know. right. You're right. I think this is, I wouldn't even call Princess Bride the little movie that could because it's astoundingly good. It is. And it, it is. Oh, and Peter Falk is so good. Oh, just think of him at the end. Yeah. You, Grandpa, you can come back and read it to me tomorrow as you wish. Such a touching moment. I mean, you think of Robin, Robin Wright, Robin Wright at the time, in uh, her role as Buttercup. I think every little boy had a crush on Buttercup. Mm-hmm. And I think every boy wanted okay. to be Wesley. I so, was Wesley for her. So <laughs> Disney's great at what it does or what it did, I will say, because not anymore. But does that almost work to work against it? Because, of course, kids will watch whatever's put in front of them. And cartoons are so easy to watch, right? So your kids would probably choose to watch Beauty and the Beast more than The Princess Bride because cartoons are palatable but they feel like but does that make it does that make it better for families or does that just make it a movie that you can turn on they'll watch and enjoy and i feel like that's just it is like they when kids watch princess bride they're not thinking oh i wish it was animated they're like i'm watching a grown-up movie i'm an adult like they get that kind of older feeling because they're watching a more uh, what's the word i'm looking for complex movie than an animated movie i think that being said I, i think the story of princess bride is much more involved much more comedic Filmmaking I, I shouldn't wise. say much more at this point because Beauty and the Beast Beauty is a better film. It's not as complex, I guess. Hmm. There's a lot more going on and a lot more world building that's happening in Princess Bride. I shouldn't say a lot more, just more. Because I know I know it hurts to say, and that's fine. But it's not a lot more. That these these are like neck and neck for me. But I I, I want to put this out there because we have seen the Princess Bride try again and again to get in a bracket and it kept getting like well we don't know where this fits in this is where it fits in zach you've been this is where i make pretty quiet i love both these movies. yeah no they're amazing they're both good i think there's an obvious bacon cell choice there is and i think there's i think if we were i think if we were really being more in touch with our child our, our inner child this would be paddington 2 versus lion king <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't i i think kids are going to gravitate more Toward Beauty and the Beast, but but, but my, this isn't this isn't kid film of kid my films. family. It's all I can go off is my experience. My family, we quote Princess Bride all the time. We will quote Princess Bride all the time. Then this is one of the most important movies for me. I broke my collarbone in 2016, and I was in a lot of pain. And thankfully, my mommy was there, and she had her iPad with her, and she played for me one of the only movies that she had loaded on her iPad. The Princess Bride. And that made me feel better when I had a boo-boo on my collarbone. Oh, that was <laughs> so really cute. sweet. I was 26 years old. <laughs> That's very sweet. So is that your vote, Zach? I think it is. 
Beauty and the Beast is a masterpiece. It is. It truly is. I'm just trying to think from my, my, my from my kids' perspective, from the eyes of, of the children, in addition to the teens and the adults. I think the adults, you got both, are, are going to be happy, but specifically adults who were younger when Beauty and the Beast came out. They're going to love it because of the nostalgia, but I think it's just generally a good movie for all, age, all ages. I worry about the younger kiddos with The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. That's with the my, shrieking eels that, and the RUSs? Well, just, or just general lack of attention at a certain point. Okay. I think the danger actually works in its benefit. I think that the, the thrills are fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I have, I have no problem with thrills yeah. in, in family films. I, I think the thrills are, are light and, and balanced well and made fun. It's hard, right? Because I think as a kid in your film education, I think you're actually more educated as a kid based on what you're seeing by The Princess Bride. I think Beauty and the Beast you watch as a Disney cartoon and you may not even discover how well it's made until a little bit later. But Princess Bride, you immediately go, this is something different. And a movie has never been made like that again. Have you guys officially voted? Oh, absolutely I did. And do you and Princess Bride? Yes. Oh, that was like a half hour ago. Okay. That was my speech. It was about a half hour long and I planted that flag. Zach. So it's you two. It's you two now have to make the decision. Listen, Joel, I'll make it. Do you, you want to make it easy? Joel, guys, you, you hey, hey, convincing flag. How about we do this together as a family? A bacon cell family. As you wish. Did Vin Diesel get here? Oh! <laughs> Kid? As you wish. Zach. Say it. Say I, it. The first triple finger boop. <laughs> yeah. What? As you boop. wish. Princess Voted Bride. Princess Bride. With that, the Princess Bride. Is your winner. That's such of a big film of family films. <laughs> we are who we are. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I just looked it up here because uh, we had it hidden on the bracket uh, or the submission form. Uh, we didn't want to we didn't want to have any bias in that way. And the winner of the family film of family films bracket that Bacon Cell has just done is Chris Anderson. Chris, hey, the one Chris, the Chris, Chris Anderson. Anderson. That's awesome. Yeah. Good pick. So congratulations, Chris. We'll be reaching out to you to get you some Bacon Cell merch. And thank you to everyone who submitted a movie for this bracket. This was a painful one to do. Oh, my word. My wife submitted Paddington 2. Let's go back to that choice. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't win again, Zach. Paddington 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, no, thank you for all of you who submitted uh, and thank you for playing along at home. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on all the social media channels. Let us know if you think we picked the right member of this family film of family films Oof. with The Princess Bride. We had some pain doing it. And Absolutely. honestly, I think I could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the, this is a, a right choice for Bacon Cell if I do so. Yeah, I think I we're ending on a very positive note. Which is great because we had a real low here. Yeah, a did you guys? Ago. I watched the fight. Well, we're good. We're good now. <laughs> that one or the other one? We're, we're okay. <laughs> How come I'm always in the middle of fights? Yeah, doesn't matter. He's a very passionate person, Joel Hill. <laughs> I am sometimes, and these were all like movies from my childhood and yeah. growing up. And well, now, and, and yeah, I think that's where the passion comes. These from. are all these, what I would consider classics. We we grew up with these. We all love these. Watch them all. They're great. Before we go, we want to thank some patrons in a couple of categories, including the I Am The Listener tier, which is Ryan and Marley, Lady Terrier Finley, Jennifer Kilkowski, that silly snowman, once they come to life, they don't know nothing, Scott Sprague, <laughs> Adam and Rachel Crump, Sir and Madam Hicks, Rocky and Steph, Andrew is literally Ryan Gosling, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Dave Kelly, Taylor Sanderson, Angela Plotz, Casey Cummings, and Briggs is off to preach the good word. Then we have our Bacon Council, which includes Nicole D. Kale, the one, the only Chris Anderson, winner of this, this, uh, this hey. Hey. that's pretty cool. Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Her Royal Highness, Jessica Terry, Star Wars expert Kyler, Glow Clan Daniel, the other Brit, Johnny English, Debbie Foster, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. You are the goo to our knees. <laughs> Ew. 
Ew. You got goo underneath? Looked at. You know, when I when I do dances and musicals, I get sweaty knees. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcom or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. And if you want to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and then go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. When you're done with that, go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale. Get yourself some merch. We love to see it. They make, you know, wonderful gifts for any time of the year. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale. Support starts at just three bucks a month. You can get all sorts of benefits, including our long-winded, completely manic... Little, little ranty feelings yeah. about everything and yeah. everything patreon.com slash bacon sale so until next time bye bye listener have fun storming the castle do you think the listener will agree with us it'll take a miracle goodbye <laughs>